Good. If there's one moment that they look back on and and fucking go shit, oh, dude, it's that I've moment. talked to him about it. I know you have. Yeah, you were, yeah, uh, you were there at the UFC fight. Yeah, and I you, met that dude, the CEO. Brendan, he's a good guy, man. We've become friends. He's a good guy. He's a he's, he's a, a really great guy. guy. After five minutes of talking to him, I'm with Trump there in Dana's green room. I got a message, and, and it's clear. I, I wish people knew these guys running the company because they're great fucking guys. But I said, um. I said, you know, there's just a percentage of these fucking trolls on the left and on the right. They're like, I'm so empowered by the internet. Yeah. I'm going to piss and bitch and moan and, you know, I have a voice. It's like, go fuck yourself. All right, cut it out. Like, What's going on, everybody? So today I wanted to talk about how Kid Rock explained why he backed off the Bud Light boycott and is very fascinating and interesting enough for me to want to break down in about 10 clips. Then I want to talk about the U.S. soldier who burned himself outside the Israeli embassy for Palestine. That's obviously creating a lot of emotion and controversy. And then Julian Assange has an upcoming court case about his extradition to America. I'll talk about it that at the end. Let's get it started, folks. Dream Rare podcast. Give me some thumbs up. Just make sure my audio is good. Obviously, I switched locations. So let me know. Dream Rare podcast starts now. Thumbs up if you could hear. It's the Dream Rare Podcast, welcome to the show The way to get the news at the desk or on the road Let's go, God is great and success in our control The world is crazy but we get better from obstacles, yeah What's going on everybody? Looks like it's good I gotta not look at the comments for a while Because this is an 11 part breakdown of Kid Rock explaining to Joe Rogan about why he backed off the Bud Light boycott. And it's just so condescending. It's so elitist and out of touch. Obviously, Kid Rock said he wants to kill tens of thousands of civilians, which was insane. We broke it down last clip. And some people will say, before I start the breakdown, why are you talking about this? Who cares? Get back to politics and things that matter. In my opinion, I've talked about it for years now, politics goes in circles and there's a democratic party and the republican party and it's trump versus biden and if one of the two candidates is totally on your side and 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 there's one party really fighting for everything that you think they are then it's worth talking about all the time which is what i've done for years once i figured out that the opposition isn't really the opposition it makes it almost pointless so it's actually even though this seems like a pointless video that i'm making to me, it's more important and funnier and more interesting than just talking in circles around political left and right paradigms, which don't matter if the right isn't actually who you think they are. So, you know, what brought this to my attention was the, the Kid Rock Joe Rogan podcast where, you know, the first thing that caught my attention was him saying he wanted to just kill tens of thousands of civilians in Palestine, uh, which probably got more backlash than anything he's ever said in his life. But the Bud Light clip is interesting, too, because it just shows you into the mind of the Republican elites that they act like they're just like me and you. And I'm not asking for complete equality in life or anything like obviously certain people have earned their wealth and their fame and their success. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not jealous or envious. It's not one of those things. It's just listening to these people talk about Bud Light is hilarious. And I want to break it down for comedic and strategic reasons. So let's get to the clips Here's the first one. I got 10. I hope you guys enjoy as much as I do. So here's Joe Rogan saying, what happened with that whole Bud Light boycott? So what's it like being the dude who took out Bud Light? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get right to it. Let's get right to it. We were going to bring a few cases in here for you. Switch sunglasses. Fuck, I'll drink it. I don't give a shit. <clears throat> Two kinds of beer in this world, cold and free. I like them both. 
I'll drink it. I don't care. It's two types of beer in this world, cold and free. Yeehaw, Cowboys. Nothing wrong with that clip. I just... Okay, if nobody's going to laugh at my really lame joke, we're going to... We're going to make the computer laugh. All right, sorry. I'll make some actual funny jokes later, but here's the second clip. Um, <clears throat> we'll bring man, up. I was just having fun, to be honest with you. I mean, I was, I, was, I was pissed, like, you know, but yeah, it wasn't like it was going to wreck my day, yet alone my life. I was just kind of like, what the fuck are they doing? But like, you were the straw fun. that broke the camel's back. I became the face of it, yes. Yeah. I'm, well, not the, I'm not the Pied Piper to sit around and think like people follow what Kid Rock does. I just became the face of it. Yeah, but they kind of <clears> do. They kind of no. do. When you, now listen, man. When you got so upset that you were fucking <laughs> machine gunning. Throwing a tantrum with a machine gun. Where? <laughs> 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 you machine gun cases of Bud Light. They want to let guys play girls sports. <laughs> that was the end. There's nothing particularly wrong about these clips, but as it goes on, you'll see the reason he backed off the Bud Light boycott is because he didn't say this exact part, but Dana White got, I think, a $100 million contract with the UFC and himself with Bud Light, and then he hangs out with Trump, and then the CEO of Anheuser-Busch went up to Kid Rock and said, hey, let's go hunting, and that's all it takes to throw Kid Rock off his little thing. It's like, hey, wow, they, they like me a lot. It's like they don't care about you particularly. You probably cost their company billions of dollars, so it's like top priority to lobby you because like you kind of helped push that boycott over over the uh, you know the point, but let's watch the clips. That was really it. If there's one moment that they look back on and, and fucking go, shit, oh, dude, it's that I've moment. talked to him about it. I know you have. Yeah, you, yeah. Uh, you were there at the UFC fight. Yeah, and I you, met that dude, the CEO. Brendan, he's a good guy, man. We've become friends. He's a good guy. He's a, he's he's a, a great guy. guy. After five minutes of talking to him, I'm with Trump there in Dana's green room. I go to Trump, I go, see that dude behind me? I go, that's the CEO of Bud Light or, or Anheuser-Busch. <laughs> and, and Trump's like, you want to go talk to him? Which in my mind, he was, he, Trump said... You want to go fuck with them? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, absolutely. All right, so nothing particularly wrong about this. There's nothing cringe there, but like I said before, and I never boycotted Bud Light because I never drank Bud Light. I've been boycotting Bud Light. I think it tastes like piss. But uh, the funny part is like Dana White gets this massive contract, and then he tells people to drink gallons of Bud Light. Dana White's friends with Trump and Kid Rock. The CEO hangs out with them, and like, and then everyone's like, all right, you know, lay off the boycott. But the part that's super douchey to me is not just the fact that they're saying lay off the boycott. It's like Dana doesn't give a shit about Bud Light, gets $100 million or more for the UFC and probably for himself. And then he's like talking so much shit to the boycotters, like like, like it's your fault. You know, like it, it's one thing to be like, hey, let's back off the boycott, boys. But it's one thing to be like, you idiots, drink gallons of Bud Light. You're a troll. You're a loser. You think you have a voice. It's like, I'm sorry, bro. We're not all getting $100 million from Bud Light. And we're not all getting like free trips and, and hunting sessions with like Bud Light CEO. So like, it's not the fact that they're just doing this. I don't care. They're doing this super elitist, douchey stuff that like no one has the access to do. And then they're talking shit to average Republicans who still want to boycott Bud Light and get the message across as if you're just like some super piece of shit because you don't get to hang out with the Anheuser-Busch CEO. It's, it's super funny in my opinion, but it's like super condescending. I know I didn't get to the parts where you see that, but I promise I will. Like I said, I got a lot of clips. So we go over there, we're talking to him. Actually, a great conversation. And at some point he was telling me how he got the video. And he was actually down in Texas doing some hunting. And I'm like, 
we, we talk and talk, and I'm not going to share all our conversation. That'd probably be inappropriate, but I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like, dude, you, just, you seem like somebody I'd fucking be friends with that I'd hang out with. He's like, you would. That's what I'm saying. And I'm like, I'll come to Nashville. Come visit me. He fucking did. That's awesome. Came with his top team. So Dana White gets a $100 million contract because he's getting a shitload of money from Bud Light to end the tragedy and the, and the bleeding of the company. Bud Light CEO or Anheuser-Busch CEO gets invited to a UFC event to hang out with Kid Rock, says, Kid Rock, I like hunting. And Kid Rock goes, dude, you're, you're just like me. Why don't you come hunt with me? Let's continue. Fucking we broke bread, got fucked up on Bud Light, we're fucking bold, <laughs> like <clears throat> did all this fun shit. And we, had, we had a good meeting beforehand trying to think if there's something I could do with, with Anheuser-Busch. And I'm I just, I just didn't feel comfortable with it. You know, I threw out yeah. some. I threw, just threw out some ideas that scared the living fuck out of them. <laughs> and, and at the end of the day, I was like, "Guys, I, I don't feel right taking your money." I was like, "So they were thinking about doing a deal together." Just this is the part I'm trying to get across because I know it's going to be misconstrued. I don't care that Kid Rock does this and Dana White, like they're all making money off of this tragedy to get the brand back to the American brand and not the training brand or whatever. But it's like so funny that he's like man wow i can't believe they came and hunted with me it's like you probably cost their company billions of dollars it's it's nothing out of their pocket to fly and uh hunt with kid rock like it's it's like an easy lobbying gig where he's like i can't believe they were so cool and it's like bro their job is to get you to chill out like you know you're costing you and conservatives are costing their brand billions of dollars like it's not it's just like funny this like oh they just really like me it's like if the Pfizer CEO flew out to hang out with me and it's like anomaly. You're making a lot of people not like Pfizer. And it's like, dude, the Pfizer CEO is just like me, bro. I mean, he likes all the things I like. I mean, I, I consider doing a deal with them now. And it's like, they don't actually care that much. They're just trying to stop you from like caring more, which it, it apparently is very easy because Kid Rock, when he's not trying to kill tens of thousands of Palestinian civilians, he's uh, just drinking any kind of piss water that they throw in front of him. I go, we can continue the conversation, see where it ends up. But honestly, I don't want any corporate deals. I don't feel right. There's not a penny on earth that could make me change who I am or have people look at me in a different way. Right. Right? Even even though it's probably half the country at this point that yeah. likes me, another half wants to put a bullet in me. Like, <laughs> I understand that. There's no like, ah, he's okay. <laughs> right. I've destroyed that. <laughs> There's no, get rocks okay. <laughs> it's either I fucking hate that kid. Or, or I love that dude. Yeah, I'll take yeah. a bullet for him. Yeah. But you know, we, we still talk. And That's a better place to be, honestly. And like I said, you know what I mean? They fucked up. And when you get to the, the grassroots of it, that's what they did. Nothing wrong. Fair, reasonable. I understand where they're coming from. I get that they're not trying to bleed out an American company, even though I'm not sure they're all fully American still. But of course, they have a lot of American employees. It gets like really douchey. That's why I did this whole breakdown. Let's keep watching. And there's so many people that work for that company. And you know all the stuff they've done. We don't have to be mm -hmm. a broken record here. It's a great company. Right, and they've I'm done like, amazing things. Anheuser Busch is an amazing charitable co company that <clears throat> they do a lot of great things. Yeah, and I dug into that, and I was educated on it, um, even before Dana called me about his deal and things like that. You know, people discussed with me. You know, I did a little digging and talked to people, and I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm like, all right, they got the message. Like, I'm I'm not yeah. someone who holds a fucking grudge his whole life. You know what I mean? And honest to God, I was having a lot of fucking fun. I don't get to pull my machine gun out and film <laughs> myself doing cool shit too often. I'm just not that type of person. And I was like. This warrants it right here. <laughs>
I don't necessarily care about any of that. I'm not upset. It's just like the hilarity of, you know, would Dana White give a shit about Bud Light if they didn't give him $100 million? Absolutely not. Dana White wouldn't give a shit. Would Kid Rock have fallen off so much if they didn't pay off his friend and then hang out with Trump? Trump hangs out with the lobbyists. I'm sure Republicans get money from them too. And then they say, hey, Kid Rock, I'll go hunting with you. And then it's like, wow. I mean, I, I don't hold a grudge. I'm not, I'm not asking you to hold a grudge. It's like, at least say these things so like normal people are like oh yeah no he understands like they're just trying to get him on his side where he's like he starts talking so much shit to like normal conservatives who still didn't get free hunting trips and like you know the the wine and dine celebrity treatment that he did get all the bud light on property that was actually all the beer i had on property i kept a lot of that shit around more than i thought we stopped selling it at the mothership because nobody's buying it it got that bad I, you know what's going on there it's I mean, nuts. It's stupid. I think it? it's stupid and shame. I want to play that clip again. It's a short clip. Joe Rogan was saying that it was successfully working. So because Bud Light and it's tricky in America because there's a lot of near monopolies with cell phone companies, et cetera, where it's harder to boycott. Bud Light's easy to boycott because it's just a beer. You don't have to drink Bud Light. There's a thousand brands of alcohol that you could drink. So it's one of these intros where conservatives finally found a brand that was easy to drop. That was like, you've gone too far. I'm not upset for those who are going to misconstrue this, that they're not just running this company into the ground, but it's like, they're acting so delusional, especially Kid Rock, where like Joe Rogan's like, dude, I, I, I stopped buying Bud Light because I couldn't sell it at my you know comedy store. And then Kid Rock's like, what's up? What's up with that? What's up? With, what do you mean? What's up with that? Like, what, what isn't up with that? What? how do you not know what's up with that? The, what's up with that? It's like they did something that pissed off conservatives. Conservatives stopped buying the beer. It ruined the brand. And then the boycott successfully worked where Joe Rogan as a business couldn't purchase the brand because it wasn't selling. I'm not saying you have to agree with it or disagree with it, but acting like you don't know what's like, what's up with that? Like, what, what do you mean? What's up? Like, is this guy, is his IQ five? Is he just so brain dead from all the probably degenerate stuff he did that he like wants to just kill Palestinian children and can't figure out why people didn't buy Bud Light. I, I don't even care if he likes Bud Light now and is just honest about it and said he met with the CEO, but like, it's, it's just like so douchey where it's like, what, what's up with that? Like, I'm gonna play the clip again. Then I got a few more. Get all the Bud Light on property. That was actually all the beer I had on property. I kept a lot of that shit around more than I thought. We stopped selling it at the mothership because nobody's buying it. It got that bad. I, you know, what's going on there? It's I mean, nuts. It's stupid. I think it? it's stupid and Shane Gillis. I mean, what? What? Like, w people boycotted stuff and then, like, it worked? And, like, like, what's up with that? Like, I don't get it. Like, why did people not buy Bud Light? I don't know, dude. Like, do we need, like, a sign language interpreter to explain it to you? Because it's pretty simple i think like a fifth grader could understand the dynamic of it but apparently he can't or he's just pretending to not understand now because he hung out with the ceo and his friends getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars by bud light so now not only is that a thing but now he like doesn't even understand like why anyone would ever do that like he didn't also do it it brought it back i love a lot. shane shane's a buddy he's the best yeah uh, he brought it back a lot you know because he never stopped drinking it and you know it's it's slowly making its way back, and I think the UFC helps a lot too. But one they the, took a big hit. One of the things I told them was like, I was like, I go from the outside looking in, guys, as a friend, you know, somebody who doesn't want to see this this brand hurt and destroyed anymore. Like, you, you got smacked on the ass. 
Yeah. You know, in a pretty hard spanking. I was like, but I don't want to hold your head underwater and drown this fucking company, put people out of work and that shit. It's like. Fair, fair. All right. Two more clips. The, the, the worst ones I saved till the end, just because it was chronological order. You got the message and, and it's clear. I, I wish people knew these guys running the company because they're great fucking guys. But I said, um, I, I said, you know, there's just a percentage of these fucking trolls on the left and on the right. They're like, I'm so empowered by the internet. Yeah. I'm going to piss and bitch and moan and, you know, I have a voice. It's like, go fuck yourself. All right, cut it out. Like, <laughs> Yeah, go fuck yourself, conservatives. Go fuck yourself. You think you have a voice on the internet? You think you have a voice? Go fuck yourself, says Kid Rock. I mean, I, I wish you could get a, a lobbying session with the CEO of Anheuser-Busch. Then you would understand. I wish you got paid $100 million or got donor money like Donald Trump. Then you would understand. But you stupid conservatives, I mean, you think you have a voice on the internet. Like, you don't even know the CEO of Anheuser-Busch because you're not Kid Rock and they don't lobby you like they did Kid Rock. Dude, that's like so elitist and stupid. And people think like, oh, it's just like liberal celebrities are so elitist. So is Trump. He sits on like golden thrones. Kid Rock doesn't understand the Bud Light boycott, even though he literally did it himself. And now he's talking to you like you're such a condescending piece of shit because you didn't have the luxury of getting lobbied by the CEO of Anheuser-Busch. And apparently he's either too fake or stupid to realize that they didn't just do it because they love Kid Rock a lot. Kid Rock was part of a boycott that probably cost the company billions or tens of billions of dollars. So if they can spend a couple grand and fly out to Kid Rock and hang out with them to save a billion dollars, like that's, it's not like a, it's a no brainer business equation. Like do whatever this guy wants to do, you know, and, and make them happy. And, and we could save a shitload of money and then also pay off Dana White and pay off Trump. And, you know, then, then like, I don't care that they do that. But then to talk to me or you or Matt Walsh or anybody, I don't even care about the Bud Light boycott because I mean, it's not that I don't care about it. It's just that I always boycotted Bud Light, but I did think it was interesting that they were getting the message and it actually worked. And But but like this is their response to ending the boycott. It's like pay off Dana White, lobby Kid Rock, lobby Donald Trump, and then Kid Rock and Dana White are going to talk to you like you're a piece of shit and say, drink gallons of Bud Light. They don't owe you an apology, said Dana White. You're just a troll who thinks they have a voice. Like you, you don't even know the CEO like he knows. Fuck you, bro. Fuck you. All right, li listen to that clip again. It's so douchey. It's funny, though, but it's douchey. You got the message, and, and it's clear. I, I wish people knew these guys running the company because they're great fucking guys. But I said, um, I, I said, you know, there's just a percentage of these fucking trolls on the left and on the right. They're like, I'm so empowered by the Internet. Yeah. I'm going to piss and bitch and moan and, you know, I have a voice. It's like, go fuck yourself. All right, cut it out. Like, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Oh, you think you have a voice on the Internet because you don't have a hundred million dollars and you don't get like, you know, hunting sessions with the CEO? If only you knew these guys. I mean, how come you don't know these guys? So fuck you. Fuck you, conservatives. Fuck you, patriots. Fuck you, like average people. Fuck you. That's that's the message. It's like, if only you knew. Why do you know the CEO of Anheuser-Busch? Let's, let, let's walk through it, Kid Rock. We'll do it super slow. Why do you know the CEO, but no one else knows the CEO that you're saying fuck you to? It's because Dana White did a $100 million plus dollar deal with Bud Light because they needed to resurrect the brand. And they said, 
who in the conservative world has a bunch of white people and guys and fighting fans and Christians and conservatives and whoever you want to say that, that, you know, the anti LGBT or I, I don't know how you want to, I don't like using anti words, but you get it. Like whatever that who can, who's like a powerful person in that community that can shut these people up and get them back on our side. All right. Dana White's the perfect person because also he knows kid rock. They're friends. They know Donald Trump. The lobby, before Trump put out the message saying to back off the Bud Light boycott, he had a meeting with the lobbyist of Anheuser-Busch. So it's like they pay off Dana White. They invite them all to a UFC event. They all hang out. They put the CEO of Anheuser-Busch purposely in front of Kid Rock. They network. They hang out. And then Kid Rock goes on the Joe Rogan podcast. It was like, if only you knew the CEO. Well, I don't know the CEO of Anheuser-Busch because I didn't get a $100 million deal like Dana White. I didn't get lobbied by them in politics like Donald Trump. And I wasn't one of the leading figures in the boycott that probably got billions of dollars off their market cap like you did. So that's why like this lack of self-awareness is the annoying part. If you just were like, yeah, I want to end the boycott. Like, I understand, like, I I get that they're doing this, but we got to back off. Like, I I don't care. But it's just to be like for him. I'm going to play that clip one more time because it's just so gross. It's just like. He's just saying fuck you to every average conservative because like if only you knew the people that he knows because they're purposely lobbying all the powerful Republicans because they know that they're vapid, soulless opportunists who literally just role play patriot and a bunch of like poor and middle class conservatives look up to them like they're idols. And these people have no problem selling you out to Bud Light is the least of your worries. Trump sold you out to Pfizer. You know, there's pharmaceutical ads all the time on uh, UFC stuff, not on the promotion, but on ESPN, which I understand is a very difficult process. I'm not going to blame Dana White for that. I like Dana White, but it's like I'm not a piece of shit. You know, and if if every man felt this way in the conservative movement, these things wouldn't happen. This is what irked me about the pandemic. It's not just that it happened. And I know certain Republican states kind of backed off it and didn't do it. But like when Donald Trump gives $20 billion to pharmaceutical industry, people are like, that's cool. It's not cool. You're just not a man. It's not cool. It's terrible. They could have used $20 billion to build soccer fields and basketball courts and gyms and spas and and things that could benefit your health, not funneling it to the most corrupt industry in America, which is going to use their money to lobby politicians to get mandates to shove down your throat. There's nothing cool about it. But Men are not men anymore. Even conservative men, they just wear cowboy hats and they act tough. And even some of them work out and, you know, think they're cowboys. But it's like real toughness comes internally. It's not like having a big truck with big wheels. That's cool. I I like trucks. They're useful. I'm not an anti-truck or anything, but it's like that doesn't make you a man. And the problem is like these people talk to us like we're pieces of shit and everybody just eats it. And it's like, you know, God bless these guys. I like Dana White, but it's like, it's one thing to do a $100 million deal with Bud Light. Don't care. But if you're going to then tell people to drink gallons of Bud Light, that's terrible. That's terrible advice. That's nationalism in this country. That's conservatism is telling a bunch of young kids to just drink beer. Like dr- now you should drink gallons. You you don't really believe that. Do you drink gallons of beer? Probably not. He looks like he's in good shape. Maybe like gallons of Bud Light. He like these people are terrible. Like I, I like them, but it's like, my gosh, like that's your message. And then they do all this stuff with politicians. And then not only do they just like get all these opportunities, but then they just talk to us like we're such pieces of shit. Like, how dare you not do what I'm doing? You're only doing what you're doing because they lobbied you. You're only doing what you're doing because you got $100 million. 
Dana White went on a press conference and said, you don't need an apology because your bank account got an apology. Trump says it's over because you met with the lobbyists. Kid Rock says it's over because he went hunting with the CEO. So it's, a, but okay, do all that stuff. Sure. But then for Dana White to say, you don't deserve an apology is just so elitist. And then for Kid Rock to say, you think you have a voice on the internet and you don't even know the CEO like I do, it's just so scummy. This is why I don't even care about politics. Oh, the left, the judges. It's like, yeah, it's all corrupt and it all sucks. But the reason nothing changes is because our side isn't our, our side. When, when these people get in, they'll sell out to the highest bidder. And then not only will they sell out to the highest bidder, but then they'll talk to you like you're a piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, like I'm the father of the vaccine. Uh, you know, my, my base doesn't want to give me credit for the vaccine. Yeah, because it's corrupt, disgusting, and and you're a, you're a total sellout. You're a total like con artist. Like that's why your fan base doesn't want to give you credit for it. But these people look so lowly at you. They look at you like you're animals and they're like, why didn't you get to go on the private jet? Why didn't you get a $100 million deal from Bud Light? Why don't you like the vaccine? Donald Trump doesn't even really like the vaccine. It's just he's the socialist father of it. And he's the one who hired pharmacy lobbyists to roll out the COVID vaccine. So now he's acting like it's a Trump steak or a Mar-a-Lago hotel when it's not. And he knows that. And everyone around him knows that. And his kids know that. And his fans know that. But he just sits there and acts like it's amazing and acts like he doesn't understand like why everybody else doesn't think so. It's like, I don't know, maybe if I was the president who got lobbied by Big Pharma and hired their lobbyists and gave them $20 billion, maybe then I would, I don't know, but I'm not a piece of shit. So I would never do that. But apparently that's the best we can get in the Republican party is a bunch of sellout scammers who pretend like they're patriots. And then all the lower level conservatives just slobber at their feet. And it's like, I don't, I don't want what they have. It's just like, I'm not a piece of shit. And it's just like, if a restaurant tells me to put on a mask to walk 10 steps, Nine out of 10 conservative dudes would probably just do it and be like, oh, it's just 10 seconds. You're humiliating yourself. You're emasculating yourself. You're, you're like a slave now. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are all like humiliation ritual tests. Like, do you have a spine? Do you have a soul? Are you a guy that draws a line and, and says enough is enough? Or are you a person that will just blow with the winds? And I feel like, you know, just like people call out the left all the time. Uh, what got this on my radar, honestly, was just him saying he wants to kill tens of thousands of uh, civilians because, you know, and this is another lack of self-awareness. I talked about it yesterday, but it's like, can you close the border kid rock, right? I'm not asking you to pick a side on the Israel-Palestine war. You know, if you're pro-Israel, I don't care. That's fine. I'm just saying, can you close the border? No. Can you stop rapes? No. Can you stop opioid abuse? No. Fentanyl abuse? No. Can you stop the crime in the city? No. Can you stop Joe Biden? No. Can you stop Mallorcas? No. So how the fuck would a Palestinian 17-year-old be able to stop their government and their military if you can't even stop yours? But Kid Rocks doesn't think this. He's such an arrogant prick. He's such an elitist scumbag that he just wants to kill civilians and kill kids because he thinks that they have the luxury to just pack up out of their house and leave and stop a government when he can't even do that. Oh, yeah, just leave your mansion, Kid Rock, and leave all your possession and your family behind and go stop Mallorca's at the border. You can't do it. So how the hell would someone in another country do it? No one can do it. You know, in this country, I mean, there's very few examples of people being able to stop their governments or their militaries, but he just wants to kill a bunch of innocent people and civilians. He literally just says to kill the civilians because they can't get the hostages back. Can you return hostages to another country? Can you go into Russia or America and return? Like, I'm not saying it's good. It's not. I'm just saying like, you have no power to do that. There's probably 
dozens or hundreds of hostages that America has and every country has of other countries. Can, is, can Kid Rock stop it? No, he can't even do anything. So it's like, it's not the fact that they just pick one side of the war or whatever. Everyone has an opinion and a perspective. It's just the elitist and the evil of it, like killing tens of thousands of civilians or saying you want to because they can't stop their military or their government is demonic. The dude is a demon. And then it's like to get lobbied by Anheuser-Busch is one thing and to try to lay off is one thing. That's fine. Yeah, don't kill the company. I understand. But it's like they got the money. They got the lobbying stuff. They're sucking up like the reparations of Bud Light is like, we don't have to apologize to all these loser conservatives and poor middle-class people. We'll just give Dana White money and Dana White will lobby all his friends. And then they'll talk to you like your cattle and a bunch of animals and just stupid losers who think they have a voice because they've never met the CEO of Anheuser-Busch. It's like, I'm sorry. I like these people. In some cases, I respect these people, not Kid Rock, but Dana White. But it's like, I'm not a piece of shit and I'm not cattle. So I don't care if you're the CEO of a company. I don't care if you're, you know, a barista or, you know, a, a, a person who waits tables during lockdown. I treat you with respect. I don't treat anyone disrespectful out of nowhere. If you don't treat me with respect, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? I don't care who you are. So it's like, take the money, do the hunting trips, get lobbied by a company that put a tranny on a can. I don't care. But don't talk to regular conservatives like they're pieces of garbage for not getting that. Like it, it doesn't I, I don't understand. You got the message and, and it's clear. I, I wish people knew these guys running the company because they're great fucking guys. But I said, um, I, I said, you know, there's just a percentage of these fucking trolls on the left and on the right. They're like, I'm so empowered by the Internet. Yeah. I'm going to piss and bitch and moan and, you know, I have a voice. It's like, go fuck yourself. All right, cut it out. Like, <laughs> you're, you're a troll. You're just a troll. And remember, he doesn't, even, he doesn't even understand why people weren't buying Bud Light, even though he took all the Bud Light in his property and shot it and didn't buy it. Get all the Bud Light on property. That was actually all the beer I had on property. I kept a lot of that shit around, more than I thought. We stopped selling it at the mothership because nobody's buying it. It got that bad. I, you know, what's going on there? It's I mean, nuts. It's stupid. I it think is, it's stupid. What's going on there? He just doesn't understand. He shot all the Bud Light he had. He didn't buy Bud Light. Joe Rogan couldn't sell Bud Light, and Bud Light was suffering. And Kid Rock just has no idea. What's up with that? What's up with, what's up with that? Why, like, why aren't people buying Bud Light? You didn't think that was you four weeks ago. It's okay to change. It's okay to switch your opinion. It's insane and pathological to act like you don't get it. What the heck's up with that? I mean, people not buying, but like, why? This is stupid. You did that, dumbass, before you got lobbied by the CEO. Take the money. Take the hunting trips. Let your friends make hundreds of millions of dollars, but don't act like you don't get it. Like the, the, the elitism and the lack of self-awareness or the low IQ is just astonishing. If anyone's still spending time on it, you clearly are fucking bored. Find something better to do. Yeah. Bro. Not everyone met with the CEO. Give me a hundred million dollars and then I'll then I'll talk shit to everybody else. Give, you know, have them take me on a hunting trip and offer me probably, I'm sure they offered a multi-million dollar deals because he said that they were throwing back and forth ideas. Oh, if you're if you're still doing this. You did it until they like tried to pay you off. Dana White did it until they bought him. Trump, 
has probably always taken money from Anheuser Busch, so he never really did it because he probably knew that that would affect his relationships with the lobbyists. And people will say, well, it's just beer. It's just Bud Light. It's just Anheuser-Busch. Trump did this with Pfizer. Trump did this with Bank of America. Trump is the biggest sellout. He just talks like he's not. Yeah, I hope he wins over Biden, but it's like, it's not just like, I'm trying to use this because I think it's funny and interesting and just like fun to talk about. But this is like a microcosm of everything that's happening in the Republican Party. They're all like, just like a bunch of grifty scammers. Make a billion dollars. Make a trillion dollars. But don't talk to me like I'm cattle and, and a piece of shit because I didn't get all the perks that you got. Have the self-awareness to understand that they don't really give a fuck about Kid Rock. You cost their company billions of dollars. So then they bought off Dana White, came to the event, and then tried to buy you off, which obviously it successfully worked, whether you're too fake or stupid to realize that they did it or not. And if you do all that stuff, good for you. I'll never say a negative thing about it. But if you're going to just act like, oh, if you're still doing this you have way too much time on your hands it's like they never apologized because they apologized to dana white's bank account kid rock and donald trump and then they got your three leaders who have you know i would say dana white is probably has the most standards out of all of them trump has zero standards he would he'll he'll sell pfizer shots like the, the dude is, is is soulless he he knows you guys he'll be like patriots he's like you stupid you stupid dummies you just keep thinking i'm awesome even though i sell you out and then people are like oh i'll i'll pretend in my head that a operation warp speed is a secret thing that i don't understand because i just can't be a man it's like you know these people hate you if anyone's still spending time on this you clearly are fucking bored find something better to do yeah it's definitely a pursuit of losers but the problem is those losers can actually affect businesses and that's what they know they know now that it's possible both on the right and on the left but they need to know there's so many more businesses in this country deserving of that treatment right fucking ben and jerry starbucks target the list goes on and on yeah and i don't care if they're left wing or right wing it's just their fucking ideology yeah like you know when they cross that line and signal to people like myself and many others that they were okay with this transgender thing and and more so at like, is this going to get directed at my kids? So right. you think fucking men should be in women's sports? Like, nah, nah, nah. That's where I'm drawing the fucking line. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, people said in the comments that the stream got cut out on YouTube. I apologize. I'm, uh, I'm producing, so I don't have the time to see that. It is what it is. I mean, if they cut it out, it's probably because of the clips of uh, the Rogan podcast. Like, sometimes you got to chop them shorter. Uh, I just wanted to play the whole thing because if I, if I played shorter, it's not like I need to play all those clips. Uh, it doesn't necessarily like benefit my show. I'm not, I'm not doing it to like take all of Rogan's podcast or anything. It's just, if I only play like two of those clips or I make them 15 seconds, everybody will say to me like, Oh, you're just taking it out of context, you know? So this is the dicey. I think maybe I'm back on YouTube or I'm not, I saw the numbers go down, but I just assumed people were mad at what I was saying. It makes total sense. I guess, uh, I guess because sometimes like when the numbers go down, I, I just automatically assume that they took my stream down. But I uh, I just thought maybe people were pissed at me. So that makes sense. Now I feel better about it. But anyway, um, yeah. Is it suspended again? Let, let me check real quick and then I'll keep talking. But like, uh, let me see. Yeah, they, they don't like when you play long clips. Uh, let me see. Suspended for policy reasons. Let me see. Yeah, I guess it's off on YouTube. I don't know. Um, if you're on Facebook, I appreciate it. Sorry to, to the people on, uh, YouTube that can't hear this. I guess I'll stall for a second, hoping YouTube will put it back up, but 
It's annoying. Thank you for being here on Facebook. If, if you guys want to watch facebook.com slash anomaly music. <laughs> this is so stupid. Sorry. Give me a second for those on Facebook. I apologize. I'm going to hold on. I'm going to just tell people on YouTube where to find it. Let me see. Facebook.com slash anomaly music. If you want to continue to watch the stream sorry about that hold on one second i apologize sometimes they take it down and then they like put it back up um so hopefully people will watch on facebook if not I'll, I'll figure out a way to get it they do this when you take clips that are over like 30 seconds not all the time sometimes you could play a clip for five minutes they don't care sometimes you could play it for 10 seconds but they don't want people to like copyright do copyright content I'm back. Okay, sweet. See, they they throw it back on sometimes. So I'm again. I apologize for the delay on Facebook on YouTube. Now it says I'm back. Okay, perfect. I'll let you guys know what happened. I'm glad I'm back, and uh, hopefully it, it looks normal when it goes back on. If I use short clips and I only show you like 30 seconds of what Kid Rock's saying, then a lot of people will be like, you're not giving his full explanation. You're not showing everything that he's really saying. Like you're trying to take him out of context. And I'm not trying to do that. Um, on the flip side, if you play longer clips, it's a it's a crapshoot. Sometimes you could play a two minute clip, no problem. Sometimes you could play a 40 second clip, no problem. Other times they strike your channel for 30 second clips. So sometimes I try to speed up the audio etc to do that i don't think that rogan cares i mean it's technically allowed i believe like with the there's like a fair use act as long as you're reacting to it or doing some sort of like a news report on it so it's a tough situation for content creators because a lot of times they'll drain all your revenue of the video too but to me it's like you know journalistically i want to show everybody the full context of that clip or else i just look like i'm just being a dick and not giving his real thoughts but then i do that and i get in trouble so i never know what the right situation is whatever um with that being said hopefully people can rewind this and, and see it because i want to get into the other stories but this is like a microcosm of the Republican world. Like they lobby the top, the top tells you to shut up and then everybody just kind of follows suit. I'll get back to it if, if it gets, I don't want to be repetitive for those who are watching in the podcast. We'll move on to the last, the next two stories. And if it comes back, it comes back. So a uh, Palestinian uh, activist, I guess it was an American soldier who liked Palestine or th think this, that they're getting genocided and, and, unfairly by Israel, who's obviously being funded by America and also mysteriously funding the people killing the Armenians. But nobody wants to talk about that or realize that. But anyway, uh, you know, he set himself on fire in front of the Israeli embassy. And I did not watch the video. I don't want to watch someone getting burned alive. Um, it, it caused a lot of controversy for obvious reasons. I mean, it's just it's sad that an American soldier soldier did that. But then other people saw it as a sinful, like, you know, killing yourself is sinful. And also it's like, um, you know, Darwin, Darwin Awards level stuff where it's like you set yourself on fire and you die. Like, that's a crazy way to die. Uh, someone said they cried. You know, I think people won't be honest about this, but people will care about this about as much as they care about the cause. And I want to be real 
as fair as I can be. Like if you're pro-Israel and a pro-Israel activist sets themselves on fire and kills himself, you're going to be sympathetic towards it and think it's heroic. If you're pro-Palestine and, and you think that Israel's genociding Palestine and someone sets themselves on fire, um, you're going to be sympathetic towards it. Like if a Trump supporter set themselves on fire and said, the judge is so corrupt in America, you know, the judges are so corrupt and then they set themselves on fire. Trump supporters would be like, mm, that's a good person, but it's still kind of weird. And left winger, same thing. It's I, nobody wants to say this, but I'm going to I got to say it because I truly feel this way. And I feel like nobody likes to say this when it comes to Ashley Babbitt, like both sides only care as much as the activists, like Republicans were like, oh, Ashley Babbitt shouldn't have got killed. If Ashley Babbitt was a liberal Black Lives Matter or Palestine supporter, nobody would have gave a shit on the right. And the left would have been like, oh, my gosh, like that's so bad. F the police. You know, the police are so corrupt. But then when a police shoots a right winger, they say, oh, that, you know, the Capitol Police are so brave. I'm just being real about it. It's like, I, you know, I'm not telling people what to think, but everybody is going to act like they actually care about the specific thing at hand. But I truly do feel that like not not everybody, but like 90 percent, 90 percent of people will be total hypocrites and they'll act like they have this like moral conviction to what happened. But it's it really does depend on the cause in my view. And then there's 10% that just say setting yourself on fire is stupid, like regardless. Um, I think it's, it's just sad, just like a homeless veteran or like, a you know, like just the, the, the state of our military in every sort of way, like, uh, you know, from they can't recruit anymore because nobody even like wants to be in the military because people don't feel like we're righteous anymore. They've turned against the people that usually they turn against the people that usually served in the military. So like the military is having a lot of problems that setting a left winger military guy setting himself on fire is one small or huge problem, but there's a lot of problems going on with our military. And, you know, it's sad when someone does that, but also, yeah, I don't think that's like the right thing to, to ever do. Like, I don't ever think you should like set yourself on fire. Like that's a, it's a crazy way of protesting, you know? And I, I just got to be real. Like if, if, if a left winger said climate change is real and set themselves on fire, uh, like all these, all these like people that are like, oh, that's so heroic. Like they would be like, oh, that's so stupid. So, you know, it depends how much you care about the cause of like how stupid you think it was to set yourself on fire or not. Super sad, super unfortunate, raising other questions about mental health and our military in general and also our foreign policy. But I don't know. I don't really have like a, huge stance on it where it's like even though i understand what he was saying i just god gave you a life you know and i think setting yourself on fires is kind of crazy honestly i don't like i don't sorry if that offends people but like that's just a crazy way to go like you you couldn't like start a youtube channel or something or do like a protest i don't know pretty crazy um Julian Assange has a court case coming up soon. They're trying to extradite him to the United States where he thinks he will not get a fair trial. They're trying to charge him under the Espionage Act. Neither party cares about Julian Assange. Of course, the Democrats hate Julian Assange for obvious reasons because of what he did in the 2016 election cycle. Um, and Donald Trump, once again, is controlled opposition. So he used Julian Assange and WikiLeaks to win the election and said WikiLeaks like 50 times during his campaign. But as soon as he got elected, he hired former CIA 
director, Mike Pompeo, to be secretary of state. And Tucker Carlson claims that Secretary Pompeo wanted to kill Julian Assange. So just like Trump does with everything, he comes into office wanting to drain the swamp. He fills it up. He says WikiLeaks is awesome. He hires somebody that wants to kill him. You know, it's like he, he he's, he's a skeptic of vaccine injuries. He gets in and hires the swamp. Like, it's like there's no uh, Julian Assange doesn't want to come to America because he knows nobody gives a shit about him here. And the American government, whether it's left wing or right wing, like there is no real opposition in America. The Republican Party's fake, as I've said for the last 40 minutes. So he doesn't want to come to the United States of America. Um, I think he's served enough time. I think he's been tortured and suffered enough. Like, you know, I, it's questionable if he even really spied because he didn't actually spy. Like, you know, if the New York Times, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong because I get this is a dicey situation. Luckily for me, I don't work in American intelligence and I don't have to make these tough decisions of what's spying and what's not. But I believe that mainstream media has published things before that like that they have gotten that they deem to be, um, you know, newsworthy. But Julian Assange himself didn't spy. He just published it. Uh, someone said, I have to take a wiki leak. That's funny, but it's not a time for jokes, but that is actually really funny. So personally, I would like to see him get out of jail. Uh, like the dude's done enough time. And I, you know, in the, in this world of corrupt people, I don't think he's that bad or really perhaps not bad at all. I mean, he's, he did very edgy, bold work that he knew would get him in trouble. And uh, I think he exposed the West for not really being free. Like back in Obama, like everybody knew who Julian Assange was, but he was getting documentaries because I feel like everybody knew that America was a free beacon. And even though they didn't like what Julian Assange was doing, they weren't going to charge Julian Assange because they knew it's a slippery slope of journalism and persecuting journalists. So WikiLeaks was around for a while and, and nobody wanted to do anything because no government wanted to be that person. But then, you know, now American government just doesn't give a shit anymore. They don't like they do persecute journalists. They don't even pretend not to. Your taxpayer dollars go against your will in every sort of way. And the Overton window has swung towards, you know, 10 years ago, it would have been crazy to do what they're doing to Julian Assange and they never did it. But now they do all this stuff. And, you know, because of the technology swipe era of we're all have no attention span they can get away with a lot more because there's no unity in this country, racially, religiously, spiritually, politically, in any sort, tribally, in any way. So everybody's fighting over dumb stuff. Taylor Swift, Stanley Cups in their hands, twerking or whatever, like Donald Trump, Joe Biden, you know, uh, there's always a thing. So nobody gives a shit about anything. And, and the elites can pretty much just do whatever they want because it's like, who's going to stop them? Who's going to care? 20 years ago, this is a major story. Today, it's like next, 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 next. And I'm not saying it's your fault. It's just, it is the times. Like, how do you come together on a topic and get any results? And even if you do come together, like, uh, you know, like Palestinian protesters are coming together, they're not able to stop the Joe Biden administration. They're not going to stop the Donald Trump administration. You're out of your mind if you think Donald Trump's not going to do the same thing, if not worse than, you know, Biden's doing. So it's like, you know, even when people activist, it's like it, it, it doesn't really do anything. I guess that's why people think setting themselves on fire is going to do something. But in reality, it's going to be sad for some people. Some people are going to laugh at you. Some people are going to have opinions. Some people are going to cry. And then two days is going to go by and everyone's going to forget about it. I'm not trying to be a dick. It's just like, you know, the someone said goldfish attention span. 
that's kind of how it is. So I feel like this Julian Assange stuff is crazy, but it's so far down the list of um, things that people are caring about now. And I don't know how to get things done. You know, like I, it's, it's difficult for me. Like people got to like wake up and be reasonable, but I don't think that seems to be the case. The, the perfect example is like, whether it's Ashley Babbitt or the guy who burned himself, who's honest in this country? I think under 10% of people are honest. And I'm not saying everybody's dishonest, but I'm just talking about like in the world where people shout their opinions and do politics, like Ashley Babbitt and the guy who burned himself, who will go on their podcast and say, this is my opinion about it. But I do understand if, if the roles were reversed, I might have a different opinion. Like, because that's what most people would do. Do you think if a George Floyd protester with a mask on got shot at the Capitol, do you think right-wingers would have said, oh, they shouldn't have shot that person? No, they would have been like, back the blue. Good thing they shot him. And then same with the left. The left hates the police, but when a Capitol police shoots a Republican, all of a sudden they love the police. Like, nobody means what they say. And that's why, like, you know, I have difficulty in this world because I come across as like mean and, you know, because I like have like certain lines, but moral lines, ethical lines that I don't want cross. And most people don't understand that in my personal life and my business life, because most people don't have like any conviction, you know? So it's like everybody can just do everything all the time and there's like no consequences and everybody just wants to put up with it. I don't want to put up with that shit. Like people talk to me about LA and it's like, I haven't been back there in three years. Why, why not? Cause it's a shithole. And when I say it's a shithole, I really mean it. I don't go to San Francisco. It's a shithole. I don't even go to New York city. I don't trust big cities. Why do I want to go there to lie to myself, to get wasted and go to some sick club that's cooler than a club in my area. But at the same time, I just have to get fucking drunk out of my mind in order to like convince myself that this is luxury when downtown LA smells like a urinal that's been sitting there for two years and rotting. Like, what's the point of that? Like, you know, I mean what I say. Other people, it's like, you know, they don't mean anything. So that's the real root issue. The root, root issue is that like, both sides, like 90, it's not just like left versus right. 90% of people don't mean what they actually say. And if the roles were reversed, you're telling me a Palestinian activist burns themselves and kills himself. And 90 plus percent of Palestinian activists are like, oh my gosh, that's so rude what Laura Loomer's saying. That's so rude that people are making fun of them. Okay, fair. If that was an Israeli activist that burned themselves, would these Palestinian activists be saying that? Almost definitely not. And if an Israeli burned themselves, probably people like Laura Loomer and others would be a lot more sad. It, it is what it is. It's just like, who's honest about it? You know what I'm saying? If you could be honest about it, I almost respect you more than the person that acts like it's It's like, oh, it wouldn't be that. It absolutely would be that way. You're telling me all the Palestinian activists that are upset today would be upset if an Israeli soldier did that in front of the you know Palestinian embassy, if there even is one. Like, it's just not, it's not the reality of it. Like people, but then they'll act like you're so bad. Like, I, don't, I don't know. It's just all like, it's just all, everything's just so fake. That's why I talk about Kid Rock because it's funnier. And it's just like, you know, what's the point of like, diving into every story like I used to when I get the big picture. I don't know. I don't need to, you know, a couple years ago. I mean, there were, there's a reason I did it too. And I'm not ashamed of it or anything, but I understand the big picture. I'm not trying to break my back doing like 15 hours of research a day and making like 10 hour videos to, to, to do some small picture thing when it's like, it's, it doesn't, you know, like my opinion about it doesn't matter. Like people got to be more honest with themselves and then we could dive through these topics, but it's like, 
the right's right about a lot of stuff, but they're wrong about some things. The left's wrong about almost everything, but they're right about some stuff, but they don't even know why they're right about some stuff. It's exhausting. It's just like, oh my gosh, like what, you know, what do you really do? Um, all you could really do is make the most of it yourself, be the best person you could be and try to inspire others to be good and honest. I don't, you know, I don't really know. Um, someone said, I live, Colorado's like 25 to 30 minutes from Denver and I refuse to go there because it's gotten so bad. Dude, I avoid all the cities like the plague. When I went to uh, Colorado, I went to uh, Breckenridge for a little bit. It's liberal, but it's clean and safe and not degenerate. I mean, it's a little degenerate and gay and stuff, but like, it's not like, um, it's not like filled with crime and trash. And it's like, who wants to go to Denver over like a clean, safe, nice place? Like, you know, I like no one, like, you almost have to just lie to yourself and be like, this is what I really want. And it's like, is it though? Is that really what you want? Like you want shit everywhere. You want trash and homeless and people getting robbed. That's fun. Like bars on the windows in every neighborhood. Cause nobody can even have a window. Like nobody really wants that. You just have to lie to yourself and be like, this is great. It's not great. Like, so then it's like, how do you fix it though? You know, you need leaders that care, but it's just like the Democrats are insane and the Republicans are fake and, and, I was going to say fake and gay because it's funny, like uh, Lindsey Graham. No, I'm just kidding, but, um, I don't know. It's like it's it's just like who's really going to fix it? I, I guess vote Republican, but then like also realize that they're not really doing that much. Um, someone said, really, you all hate gays? Really? How about you mind your own? No one, no one said that. It's just funny sometimes to say fake and gay. You know, like if you say like it's fake. It's just like, like comedically, you know, like the comedic time, like, oh, it's fake. It's like, it's fake and gay. You want to, you want to admit it, but you want to laugh a little more, you know? Plus like San Francisco is fake and gay. Like, you know, like, would you say like San Francisco's not gay? It's definitely gay, right? It's pretty gay of a city. It's funny to like, cause that's like edgy now, like 10 years ago, everybody said that, but now it's like, whoa, did he just say San Francisco is gay? It's like, yeah, they're like, I mean, we are, but we don't want people to say that we'll say it, but you can't say it. It's like, mm, I don't know. I'm going to say it. Vote local. Someone said for sure. And with, just to wrap up the kid rock stuff, then I'll read a few comments. Like, I don't care necessarily that Dana White got a hundred million dollars from the UFC, right? If you get a hundred million dollars from Bud Light, if you get a hundred million dollars from Bud Light and you specifically capitalize off them screwing up with uh, Americans and conservatives, it's an opportunity. But then not only do you take the opportunity, but then you just are like, you don't deserve an apology. You should be drinking gallons of Bud Light, gallons of Bud Light. You don't deserve an apology. It's like, you got an apology. You're only saying that because your apology was $100 million to your bank account. Like, it's so, I like Dana White. He's my favorite sports CEO in modern history. It's unfathomably elitist and douchey to take all that money and then turn around and be like, you don't get an apology because you just got one on behalf of all of us to your bank account. And then with Kid Rock, it's the same thing. It's like, all right, you met with the CEO of Anheuser-Busch. They lobbied you because they paid off Dana White. He got invited to the event because they gave him a crap load of money. Then he meets with you. And of course, the number one priority of Budweiser, it's a billion dollar mission, multi-billion dollar mission. It's like, let's get Kid Rock on our side. It's like the most important thing to do because he was the one who got the most viral shooting their cans. And 
So they lobby Kid Rock, right? They hang out with them. And then Kid Rock goes on a podcast and it's just like, look, they like me. Why don't you know the family? Like, you guys are so stupid. You think you have a voice, you trolls? It's like, fuck you, bro. Like, take the money, hang out with them, do, you know, talk about deals or whatever, or don't take the money and just let your friends get the money. I don't care. But then you're gonna sit there, and then Joe Rogan's like, you know, I couldn't even buy Bud Light on my at my store, and and then Kid Rock's like, what's up with that? What do you mean, what's up with that, bro? <laughs> you shot Bud Light and didn't buy it. Joe Rogan couldn't sell it because no one bought it. There was a boycott before Dana White got paid off. I don't care. I'm just saying, like, how are you gonna like? You do all this stuff, you take all this lobbying, and then you just act like you just don't understand it. And then you just start talking shit to normal people. Like, why are you guys trolls? You think you have a voice? Well, most people's voice is not, you know, it, like hanging out at, at, at UFC, getting a private meeting and like a week hunting session with, with the CEO of Anheuser-Busch. Like, no one gets to do that. And I'm not jealous. I don't want to do that. I'm just saying, like, you have to understand and be self-aware like, it's like if I hang out with like a famous athlete or something and like I hang out with like Kelly Slater and I'm like, why don't you hang out with Kelly Slater? Why well, why don't you know, why you know, shut up. Like you, you, you should just go talk. It's like everyone can't do all these things all the time. So like you don't talk to people like they're pieces of shit if they don't do that. Like no one has the option of doing that. And the only reason they even cared to do that to you is because it was beneficial to their brand. Two years ago, before the Bud Light boycott, Bud Light's not going to go out of their way to like do that stuff with Kid Rock. They don't care enough. There's other celebrities that they can pay and ones that have bigger reaches and bigger audiences. You know, five, five. so it's like the just the, the stunning smug and eliteness of these people. But the point of this podcast is that they, they're never going to stop doing this. And I'm not necessarily like so upset with them or anything, but it's like, Donald Trump took a hundred million dollars from donors. Donald Trump took hundreds of millions of dollars from mega donors. Donald Trump took money from Pfizer and banks. And then he hired Pfizer and the banks to run the government. Essentially, not the entire company, but people that had been on boards and went back to the boards. Like Trump is a sellout. These are they're all sellouts, but like they think so lowly of you. They think so lowly of you. Like they're like, these idiots need to just shut up. We got paid. We got paid, so you don't get an apology. We got paid, so now you got to suck down Pfizer shots. We got paid, so now you have to act like my vaccine is good. We got paid. like It's like, no. But the reason, this is why I don't even talk about the left that much anymore, is because the right is just as pathetic as the left. And all they do is talk about the left because it makes them feel better about themselves. Because if they just make fun of the left all day, they don't have to reflect on our uh, reflect on our team. And our team is just as big as sellouts as the, the Democratic Party at this point. Uh, they sell out to foreign countries. They sell out to Pfizer. They like Bud Light is the least of our concern. It's just something that'll get a decent amount of views that people can realize that this is literally how the Republican Party operates and major conservative figures. And it's not just Kid Rock and Dana White. It's like all of them. That's how they get there. And that's what they do. And I told people this and people think I'm just being hating. I network too. I'm, but like, I'm not going to sit and take money from Bud Light and then be like, why didn't you do it? It's like, cause they don't have the, at least have the respect for your audience to be like, yeah, I understand that. Like they came to me cause I'm, I started the boycott or I made it big. And like, I understand that they're trying to pay me off and like, but I do think that they're good people. And I do think that they like, like they're not even doing that. They're just like, screw you. You don't, you, you have no life if you care about this stuff. Um, 
and, and Matt Walsh keeps saying too, because he's someone who's like really stuck on this. He keeps saying like they didn't apologize. Like we're not stopping the boycott because they didn't apologize. But the thing is, they did apologize to the top of the pyramid of Republicans, to their bank accounts and to their ego. So if they just get three of your favorite Republicans, give them hundreds of millions of dollars and, and stroke their ego, and then all those three people talk shit to you, then it's like, that's your apology. And it's like, Matt Walsh has every right to be like, that's not an apology. Like, you know, that's that's like, but that's that's how easy it is to buy off people. That's why if you're not a sellout and you can't be bought, you're rare, you know, because most people are, they do have a price tag. So if you don't have a price tag, then it's like, okay, well, who does this guy think he is not like bowing down? But it doesn't matter if you have a billion dollars, a hundred million dollars. Like if you're that dumb and naive and fake, then it's like, what's the point of being rich if you're not even free? Someone said, if I'm a demo, hold on, I'm gonna read this. F, I'm a Democrat and I've been one for 33 years and it's my party that's been destroying the country. Just look at the border and the price of everything. So I think the right is better. Yeah, the border, the the Democratic Party is destroying the border. No question. It's their fault, mostly. Um, but the, the money, this is not true. And I don't want to sound like a broken record, but the Democratic Party is not the only reason that the economy is bad. If Trump would have got elected and all Republicans would have got elected to Congress, inflation was still coming. You can't print as much money as they printed during COVID and shut down supply chains for as long as they did. Democrats are responsible. I'm not saying they have none, but like if you think, oh, Biden's in, like that's I'm not trying to be a dick, but that's like really low level thinking. It's like, well, Biden's here and the prices are high. So that means he did it all and Trump didn't do anything. The economy was good during Trump. It was not good during Trump. 2020 was one of the worst years on record and the implosion of the economy, it went down, it went back up. It was going to crash. Obviously it doesn't matter who's in, but like people in this country are too dumb. That's why they just keep knocking it back and forth between Trump and Biden and Obama and Bush and Bush. And it's like, they know that people in this country can't figure it out. That's why it doesn't matter if you hate the left. Like if you're a Democrat for 33 years, sure. Register as a Republican, vote for Trump and vote for Republicans. But you have to understand that the money that Trump and Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi printed was going to cause prices to rise anyway. It didn't matter who won the presidency. It's actually more strategically beneficial for Republicans to lose the election. So then they can act like they didn't do it because most people, they don't have like a 10 year thinking like smart countries like China and Russia and, you know, even other countries, they have like hundred year plans where it's like they're, they're thinking on a course of a hundred years, the most, per, the average person thinks like two seconds at a time. So it's like, if the prices are big now, then that must mean it's this guy. And it's like, that's not how the economics works. Just like if, a, you know, this is the best analogy that I've never heard anyone else say, if you win the first three quarters of the Super Bowl and you're up by 15 points, but then you get 15 touchdowns scored on you in the fourth quarter and you lose by 40 points, you lose the Super Bowl. Like Donald Trump had a great first three years, really great. And the first fourth year was, in my opinion, even worse than some of Obama's years. I mean, I would think 2020 was one of the worst years for freedom, liberty, economy. I would argue that it's one of the worst years in modern history as far as presidential performances. Um, so Trump like didn't have a good economy. Trump wasn't good for the, like he was until he wasn't. It's just like a, a team that's up 15 points until the fourth quarter. And then they blow it. Like Trump blew it, but everyone just lies to themselves and say that that never happened Or They'll be like, Oh, it was only Biden. And it's like, it really wasn't though. Oh, the economy was good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, 
weren't the 49ers won the Super Bowl. And then people were like, no, they didn't. It was the Chiefs. Well, the 49ers were up in the second quarter and possibly the third quarter. It's like, yeah, but they lost at the end. Well, well at least the three were good. It's like, no, they they lose. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift won because they won when the scoreboard was up. Having a good first three quarters and a horrific communist fourth quarter isn't good. And it's not random either. Like most Republicans will tell themselves that it's just so random because they like the characters involved. And it's just like, oh, he just made a mistake. He didn't make a mistake. He hired them and then he worked with them like he did it. He saw, But like people don't want to believe that they're just like. And that's why I'm using, I know it's like annoying and repetitive, but that's why I'm using this Dana White thing. Cause it's like, I don't dislike Dana White. I actually really like Dana White. Kid Rock, I think he's a piece of garbage now because he wants to kill tens of thousands of kids because they can't overthrow their government like he can't. But anyway, um, it's like, if you take a hundred million dollars from a company, whatever, but then just act like you did that. Don't talk shit to everybody. Like they don't get it. It's like, of course they don't get it because they didn't get paid. And with Kid Rock, it's like you got lobbied because they needed you on their side to like end the boycott. Just admit that. Don't just say like, oh, you you know, you trolls, you idiots. You think you have a voice on the Internet? Fuck you, bro. Like, you know, it's like they, they, they're so condescending. And just like Trump, when he's running around selling the vaccine, I can't even think of four conservative influencers who did what I did. That's why I despise Republicans now. They're just as disgusting and fake as me to liberals like. Trump ran around selling vaccines and the David Harris juniors of the world are like, oh, maybe it's a secret plan. Oh, this therapeutics, it's, it's not bad because of the mandates. It's like, are you that stupid, David, that you don't understand that $18 billion could have been spent on anything, but instead it was spent, it was given to the pharmaceutical industry. And if you give a corrupt industry that much money of taxpayer socialist communist money, they're going to use it against you. And if you use $18 billion to build saunas, steam rooms, gyms, spas, health facilities, soccer fields, then you have a healthy country. But if Trump gives it to the pharmaceutical industry, they're going to just screw us over for decades. And not like, I can't even name four Republican influencers that were willing to call that out. They're controlled opposition. And I'm not even saying David knows that. He's probably just too fake, stupid, and egotistical or something to like realize that he's even doing that. I don't think like anyone's coming to him and giving him money. He's just dumb, you know? So it's like, why should I sit and make fun of liberals all day when Republicans are the ultimate con artist sellout? They'll sell out to Budweiser. They'll sell out to Pfizer. They'll sell out to Moderna. And all you have to do to lobby the right, you don't have to get all these influencers. Like DC Drano wouldn't sell Pfizer. David Harris wouldn't sell Pfizer. But they worship Donald Trump and they need Donald Trump's economy in order to have a career. So all you have to do is pay off the godfather at the top. And now they're all worshiping the father of the vaccine. You give the money to Dana White and Kid Rock and all the other dingbat minions below them will say nothing about it because they don't want to not be able to hang out at UFC or Mar-a-Lago. You know, it's like that's the cycle that continues. They know that they don't have to buy out every conservative. They just buy out the guy who's in the White House. They just buy out the head of the UFC and they buy out one of the most famous, you know, uh, musicians in, in the movement. And then no one has any honor, courage or a soul to, to, to disagree because they want the perks that come along with just playing along. And that's the same thing they did with Donald Trump. 99% of, of his conservative influencer base thinks it's absolutely pathological what he's doing, but none of them will say it. And they just say and call it like the Fauci vaccine. They're like, it's the Fauci vaccine. And Trump's like, it's mine. And they're like, no, it's not. He's like, yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's like, you know, it's so easy to buy out Republicans, buy out the top and everybody else will just play along. Let me know what you guys think. Appreciate your time. Um, I'm going to read a few more and then I'm going to probably cut this off.
Someone said because they all want to be invited to CPAC. CPAC, Turning Point USA, like, you know, the, the nine. And, and I know these things too. And, uh, you know, it just kind of inspires me more. But it's like they, they, they test you. You know, like there's little tests for everybody. And they want to see who's like dumb and obedient, you know. And if you don't pass the test, they cut you off. It's like they, they'll give you, it's like little, little, like, you know breadcrumbs or it's like do this do this do this okay you're in but if you if you don't do one of the things then like you're not in you know and the things don't make sense so it's like you know I, i've gone through this where it's like they try to get me to do things that didn't make sense and i'm like no uh and then it's like oh, oh you know and then they'll get some other person to do it and then it's like then they'll do the second thing and the third thing and then it's like okay this person's either too fake dumb or egotistical to uh you know like question it like this person cares more about fame than they do like the truth and it's like you know the anti-semitism speech laws are the easiest examples it's a clear in my view infringement on the first amendment it's adding hate speech definitions to law it's it expanding what hate speech is and republicans claim to not believe in hate speech but none of them say anything about it because they know as soon as they say something about it if they made that a major talking point they're done they don't exist in conservative. They don't get booked. They don't get speaking gigs. They don't get on the podcast circuit. They're done. Their career's over. So they don't say it. But then they'll sit there and tell you that they care about the First Amendment, but they don't. You know, like the, the, everything is fake. That's why I don't just talk about liberals anymore. Liberals are destroying the border and the country and the cities, and they're horrible, and they need to wake up on 95% of topics. With that being said, Republicans are controlled opposition. The chances of them winning are like less than 1% because they're not even trying. You understand? It's like, that's more important to me. Why do you not talk about the left more? If your team isn't a real team, your chance of winning is 0%. If your team's real, you have a 50-50 chance of winning, right? The other side, this side, we'll say it's 50-50. If your team's fake, you have a 0% chance. So if your team's fake and you have a 0% chance and all these influencers do is talk about the other side, they're literally screwing you over. They're screwing you over more than the blue-haired liberal that they make fun of because they're making sure that no one figures out that the opposition's not even trying and they're not even real. Um, so that's why I talk about this often. Someone said you're dead on anomaly. Thank you, Laura. I obviously agree or I wouldn't say it, but I appreciate the confirmation. Um, someone said the border bill passed in the Senate. Trump killed it. Why? I don't, I mean, here's what I will say though, as because I don't know what you're talking about. Just because a bill says something on the top, you got to read what's in it. Cause they, what they do is like, they're so grimy. It's like, it, like American politicians are disgusting. There's never a bill that just says build the wall. They'll be like, build the wall, but give money to this and give money to me. And I'm going to steal money and give it to my friends and then call you the racist. And it's like, so if someone doesn't sign a certain, then they'll say like, oh, Trump didn't sign that bill. It's like, but what was in the bill though? I'm not defending everything he's ever done, but like they do this so often where they'll be like, Thomas Massey didn't want to vote for this. And it's like, you read the bill and it's not that at all. Like, you know, they can't do anything ever. They have to, it's like our country is being held for ransom. That's what it feels like. Like there's never a bill that's like, hey, Let's, you know, if we could send a hundred billion dollars and, and people don't even think anymore, but this, people are starting to figure out with Ukraine, Ukraine's kind of like waking everyone up because of how much aid we're giving them. But it's like, if you could give a hundred billion dollars to Ukraine, how many saunas, steam rooms, gym facilities, soccer fields, baseball fields, basketball courts, and actual healthy things could you build in the country with a billion dollars? I don't know. 
thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, like a billion dollars is a shitload of money. A million guys, I could, I could build like a thousand saunas with like a, a couple million dollars. So you know what I'm saying with a billion dollars and I think they're healthy, but anyway, no one like, it, it's just like every bill is just like just holding us for ransom and extracting our wealth. And they'll do like one eighth of what we want them to do. If we give money to them, it's like, it, it, this country is literally being just like sucked dry and held for ransom. And people know that they just can't figure out exactly why it's happening. And they think like Trump's going to fix it. Like I want Trump to win the election just to see what he'll do. But if you are at the point where you think Republicans and Trump are going to like fix the country, like you're so far from what's really happening that you're never going to realize why this country is being sucked dry, you know? Like that's the truth. And it's not to say you can't vote for them or have hope or whatever, but it's like figure stuff out, you know, please. Someone said, how about hoping, helping homeless vets? They're not doing a great job of that for sure. Um, someone said they're purposely trying to harm us. Well, here's another thing too. Like there's so much stuff going on now that like, it's like I said earlier with, and I think having a healthy mindset is important. Like you don't want to like drive yourself crazy overthinking about it. But when it comes to like how crazy things are getting like when things are weird and like no one's paying attention they can just open the floodgates where it's like the quality of food the ingredients like they're spraying the skies now and admitting admitting to doing it as far as like to make it rain more it's like there's multiple angles to that i'm gonna do a whole video on it and take my time but with the rain stuff it's like okay let's start with the rain if you make it rain which they're admitting to do in orange county in certain parts i think of la county or another county it's like if you make it rain 20% more, like they say, 15, 10, 20%, that's going to flood probably 100 houses. Now, those houses flooded because you changed the weather. They wouldn't have flooded if you got normal rainfall. Also, is this, you know, people are talking about sinkholes and stuff. I mean, I hope it doesn't happen, but like God and nature exist for a reason and things happen. If you change that, you might create like, for example, there, I don't know that they're doing it in like Montecito and Santa Barbara, but up in that area in Montecito and Santa Barbara, they have a lot of mudslides and mudslides kill people and mudslides destroy houses. It's like, can you, would you do that there if, if it's too dry? Cause like, there's a reason it doesn't rain there, you know, like geographically and you adding, it's going to change stuff. And then you Google what they're putting in the skies to make it rain. And then you Google the health effects of that. And even Google doesn't pretend like it's good for you. It says it's all harmful for you. They're admitting to spraying up and they'll probably be like, oh, it's not really going to do anything. And it's like, they're doing so much of that in the foods. And I'm not trying to scare people because I think your mindset and being positive and happy with the world is important. Like, you know, your mind is powerful. So you don't want to like ever feel like you're being hurt by these people. Just power through it and act like it doesn't bother you. But at the same time, um, it's worth talking about. It's worth like warning people about because if enough people knew, then it probably wouldn't be so easy to do, but they're doing it because uh, nobody knows, you know, because they like, I didn't even know. I do this for a living. I care about this stuff. And I didn't even know until a woman went in front of the school board or, or, or whatever it's called, the county board and, and spoke about it. And I looked it up and I was like, wow, she's totally right. Like, thank you lady for raising awareness. Because if I don't know about it, the chances are 95% of people don't know about it. And I'm not saying I'm so special. It's just like most people don't even care. First of all, most people don't research that much. Like 
I can't like no one knows about this. Like they, they did it so quietly and so sneakily. They didn't announce it. They just like did it. And we're like, yeah, here's an article that no one's going to read. Um, how about school choice? Sure. I mean, I don't think that's going to fix the country, but school choice. Sure. But I, I, you know, on, on a, I'm sure it could change individual lives, which is great, but I'm, I'm, I think that's fine. But I, uh, I think our problems in this country are a little bit, a little bit deeper than just like choosing what school to go to. Um, but I hear you. Laverne said, you are not special. Well, thank you, Laverne. I, I was trying to feel not special today. Thank you for confirming that. Appreciate you. Thanks for being here. Um, someone said, I get mocked about chemtrails and told they're just contrails. Well, they're now admitting to spraying the skies to change the weather. That's all official. It's all real. It's happening in America, Saudi Arabia, or maybe UAE, actually, China. Uh, someone said 50, 15 years ago, I knew an anomaly. Are you kidding? But I researched more than 99%. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to say I'm so like, oh, only I know. Like, obviously, in my audience, this is a, you know, this is like a demographic that probably like a lot of people know about it. But if you're talking about like an entire county, if you started asking people on the street, nobody would know about it. They wouldn't, they would like, are they spraying the skies? People would be like, no, you know, like, Laura said, you're totally special. Well, thank you, Laura. I appreciate it. But, you know, Laverne is here to humble me and tell me I'm not special. But I, I said I wasn't special. So, you know, but I do think I'm special, but like not that type of special. Actually, I am that type of special. Anyway, <laughs> Anomaly, what do you think about a Spike Cohen 2.0 interview? Definitely possible. He seemed pretty genuine. I liked, I liked him. He seemed like a nice guy. He seems pretty reasonable. So it's, it's not off the... It's not out of the question. If there's a much enough demand, I would like to talk to him again. He was cool. Um, let's see. I've been asking you to bring up the attention. Glad you're finally on board. Thank you, Tiffany. Joe said you provide the best coverage I've seen. Thank you, Joe. I'm the best. I appreciate it. That's true. Everybody clap if I'm the best. Thank you. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. I mean, I didn't, it's unanimous. Everyone here thinks that, you know, everyone clapped in unison. That's crazy. All, all, all 680 people. Thank you. Um, everyone is special said Brian. That's also true. God made everyone that way. Unless you got plastic surgery and a sex change, then God didn't make you that way. You changed yourself. Now <laughs> I'm just trying to ruin a good moment. You're like, everyone is special. God made us all unique. But if you've modified yourself now, you're a little different. You know? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're like, can we not have a single wholesome moment here? I just thought it was funny. Anyway, um, <laughs> you're like, we love you, brother. I could teach you how to be a better, better basketball player. You're just saying that to try to get – you're trying to – you're trying to – you're trying to get me to play you in basketball. I know how you're working because you know I'm competitive. So you're like, oh, you're not that good. Let me teach you. And I'm going to be like, I'm, yeah, I don't need to be taught. I'll beat you. And, the, and then you're like rubbing your hands very sneakily like, ha-ha, I got him. I, I see right through you, Parody Bear, but that's funny. Um, I don't need any lessons. I mean, I, everyone could benefit from a lesson. I mean, if like a sick basketball player gave me a lesson, then I'd say yes. Maybe you're good. I don't know. Um. 
Let me see. Hold on a second. Uh, are am I and Roseanne Barr gonna do another video soon? I hope so. Uh probably in the next year, definitely. Yeah. I think she would probably like want to chat if whenever I could travel there, like probably this year for sure. Thank you, Susan. I appreciate it. Sarah said, all basketball, you go sports. I do like sports. I'm a sporty, sporty guy. I'm down for the Anomaly 3-on-3 basketball charity tournament. It would have to be a good charity, though, because I'm not one of these people that's just going to be like, I'm going to donate it to charity. Like, it's got to, I got to, like, vet one out, you know, because some of these charities are kind of sneaky. But anyway, um, I would love to do a basketball tournament. Someone said, do, do the, do, do, <laughs> do the interview in her Kabbalah museum. I don't know. That's probably not where we do the interview, but she does have a museum. What do I think about the Tucker Carlson assassination attempts? If it's real, that's crazy. I don't know. I saw people saying they thought it was fake or like it didn't pass the smell test. So I'm not saying it's not real, but I, I, it's one of those things I'm going to let like a week or two pass to see what they say about it. Cause something about the story seemed like weird to me. I'm not saying it's not real. It's just like, I'm being patient before I really have an opinion on that. Did I get taken down earlier? Allegedly. Yeah. I don't know. I can't use clips that are over like 30 seconds, but I want to, cause I don't want to like, it's just annoying to have, like I made 11 clips to play a five minute video what do I got to make 20 or I'll just, I'll just take it out of context. And then people will be like, Oh, you're taking it out of context. You know, they'll be like, play the whole thing. Like people always say that to me. They're like, play the whole thing. Someone commented on my Instagram. They're like, play the full joy read clip, bro. It's Instagram. It's 90 seconds maximum. You're sitting here like, Oh, play the full clip. Yeah. Let me play a seven minute clip with a one minute and 30 second time limit. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. I'm just being a shill. Cause I'm not playing the whole clip. You can't play the whole clip. If I play the whole clip, there's no time for it. If there is time for a lot of the clip, then they'll flag it and copyright strike it. It's like, I'm not chopping these clips up to be a shill. They don't allow me to play full clips. And on Instagram, it's insane to, to be like, play the whole thing. It's like, on Instagram, real bro? Like, I, I posted the full thing on Twitter. Twitter, you don't get in trouble. So it's like, it's just so funny. Like, people act like I want to do this. Like, so I do like using bigger clips because I feel like bigger clips are, are like more real, you know, like if Kid Rock talks about Bud Light for five minutes, what do I do? Just take the shitty parts and, and be like, look how shitty it is. And then people are, oh, but what about the other part where he explained that? It's like, well, I didn't want to include, you know, it's that you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. I just like to get the clips that I like. I try to chop them up short, but I don't know. I don't, I don't want to like half ass it. So I'm just like, let me play the whole thing and just roll the dice. Someone said the laugh and clap track kill your mic. Figured you'd want to know that because it bugged me. Yeah, I, I know that. It, I just I'm trying to figure out the timing of it. So, um, thank you, Rude Awakening. I appreciate you. Someone said, would you ever be interested in maybe doing a sit down talk with Tom McDonald? I never listened or like rap, but I love your music and Tom's. I actually messaged Tom and we chatted on Instagram like four or five years ago before the pandemic. Cause I knew he, I think he lived in LA at the time. I don't know where he's at now, but, um, 
I lived in LA. So I was like, Hey, I'd love to do an interview with you or chat or just have coffee or something to talk about it. And he was down. Um, I don't know. We just never, never followed up on it. I forget why. So yeah, I would, I would definitely do an interview with him. I would love to interview him a song. Like if it, if it made sense, sure. But, uh, I don't know. Uh, really good stuff, Anomaly. Thank you, Just Me. Appreciate you. I'm going to do a rap soon. I'm back on my, like, MC tip. I, uh, I'm i doing a song. There's a there's a beat called Carnival by Kanye West or Ye. Um, it's, like, his biggest song, and the beat is really fire. So I'm getting back to my old ways. What I used to do is take, like, new popular beats and just try to write sick verses or, or, or rap on them in my car and just do like a really sick verse to get to get out there more. So I'm going to do that. I have a really sick verse to uh, Carnival by Kanye West. I'm going to record it this week. And, uh, you know, I'm going to show people I got bars because I think it's pretty good. I think it's very good. Renee said, I'm a whistleblower. What are you blowing the whistle on? Or do you just, are you like in a band where you just blow whistles? You're like, I'm a whistleblower. I'm like, what are you blowing the whistle on? You're like, I'm in the marching band. Relax. We're just trying to have a good time. Hmm, let's see. The fact that they're admitting to chems now is only an indication of how much damage they've already had. Well, yeah, they always said they weren't doing it, but they have had spraying technology for a long time. So who knows what they're really doing or not. Let's see. Tom would be an epic interview. He was on Roseanne's podcast. I saw he was on Roseanne's, but I would like to interview him and ask him certain questions too. But like, I don't know if he wants to talk to me. We'll see. That beat is so sick. It is a really good beat. I feel like I went, I went way more lyrical over it than the rappers on there. They, they did more of like a club song, you know what I'm saying? Like super like simple, but like cool melodies and stuff. I just went straight MC trying to rap fast and cool. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate you. You should do a remix of my Pokemon Go song. Did I forget that? I, I don't. Did I do a Pokemon song? Did I have like thousand people don't even know this? Like it was the pin comment to my Instagram. I did a rap on Instagram and someone was like anomalies. Most of anomalies audience doesn't even realize that he's like a pioneer of YouTube hip hop music. Like, you know, because like he's been following me for like 20 years. But like people don't even know this like in 2008 like there was a big hip-hop community like on youtube of like rappers mcs battle rappers and stuff and i was like right in that mix for a while but um i have like hundreds of videos of me rapping i've rapped over like hundreds of beats i've done re like i used to just do it just like i do this like the same work ethic i have with what i'm doing now i did with rap for from 20 2008 to 2016 and I would just try to do like three raps a week, Lil Wayne beats, Kanye beats. I for, I don't even like I've rapped so many times. I don't even remember if I, I I have a Pokemon song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that now. Was it Pokemon Go or Pokemon? I guess it was Pokemon Go. That's crazy. I was researching your roots. Yeah, go find like I, I got like 2008. I have some pretty good raps from like 2008 when I was I was 18 or 19. And I have a bowl haircut. It was cool at the time, or I thought it was cool. But looking back on it, it's like the 70s when like men had afros and they were like, I'm so cool. 
And then they grow up and they're like, was that really cool? I mean, it made sense at the, you know, at the disco. That's how I feel about my old videos. I look at my hair and I'm like, what was I doing? You know, like, why did I do that? You just different times, different, you know, I looked at <laughs> now I'm like, why did, why was my hair like that? I didn't know what I was doing. Old vid was 13 years ago. It was a dope rap. 13 years ago would be 2010. Yeah. I have raps from 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016. Probably have like 300 rap videos or 200 rap videos. I don't know. Someone said, dude, I love afros. Yeah, but I'm just saying like white people used to have afros way more in the 70s. Like, and, and they used to just dress like Barry Manilow or Barry White or both of them. I don't know. You, people know who were back in the 70s. Like women had like crazy hair and stuff. And I have no problem with it. I like the 70s. I think those were cool times. But most people that look at their yearbook, they're like, why was my hair like that? And you're like, that's cool. But they're like, no, it's not, you know? I heard Canada outlawed posting Bible verses if it offends anyone. Not surprised. The Bible is homophobic. The Bible is, in some places, anti-Semitic. I, I wouldn't say it's racist. Um, it's definitely sexist. It, you know, it's like, it, it could be like climate denial. I don't know if it's like, you know, I'm not. It's like all these words that they've invented recently in the last like 100, 200 years. It's like, I don't know. I feel like God burning down a, like Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, like a bunch of Sodom. Like that's very homophobic. I mean, that's like crazy homophobic. Like God was super homophobic. He was like, stop doing all that gay stuff. And people are like, no. And he's like, all right. And then it's like, whoa, that's pretty homophobic, God. And he's like, Call it what you want. I'm just trying to keep the morality here, you know? And nowadays it's like, you can't even like say anything. People are like, it's like, all right, well, I'm not saying you have to like it or agree with it, but like outlawing it is kind of crazy, you know? Like people don't want discipline. So anybody that has like discipline, they, they get mad at, you know? I'm not the most disciplined person. There's definitely like categories where I could do better. And I'm not like, you know, I, I feel like I could do much better. So I don't spend that much time specifying like, oh, you need to do this. Cause like at the end of the day, I need to do stuff too. However, uh, like I like discipline and I appreciate it. And I think it's important. Uh, and other people don't like it. So it's like, they're just like, why can't I do this? Like you can do that, but it's not like going to gain results. And I think that's like America now. It's like, discipline seems like crazy like if someone like has discipline it's like oh you're no fun you're like why can't people just do what they want it's like they can but then the country is gonna go to shit like you know like this country it's not like george washington was just like getting fat like i don't know you know like everything we have now probably wouldn't exist if everyone just did whatever they wanted all the time like there does need to be some moral law and rule and when you see those rules and laws kind of like break broken down, the, the effects are obvious. And it's like these, this is where I, I said this in the last podcast, so I'm going to keep it brief. We're dealing with like eighth stage, everything, feminism, homosexuality, all these things. And like, nobody like, like everybody's like, yeah, you know, I, I don't like it. Cause it's like the kids, that's where it's too far. And it's like, 
yes but the slippery slope is real you know and it's like the slippery slope was not stopped and that's what happens where it's like you know as a christian it doesn't mean you have to look down on what people are doing but sodomy and homosexuality in the bible is is no it's nothing to be proud of and it's nothing to like gatekeep it's something to like stay away from with that being said i'm not acting holier than now i'm just saying that's what's in there the book uh that everyone claims to like but anyway and then it's like now you're like looked down upon as a conservative if you actually believe that where it's like but look at this gay conservative that says exactly what i believe about trump but with a lisp and acting like a woman and it's like i'm not mad at anybody because like you know people could make fun of me for certain things say my hair looks like a woman or whatever like i don't really care but i'm just saying like you say you don't like trannies because they're acting like women but they're men but like then you like gay conservatives who talk like women and act like women in like an exaggerated feminine voice just saying like maga talking points and like that's what you like but you just don't like the kid stuff but you like this and like it's like it's one of those things where it's like like politics is all like laughable this is like we're at like 10th stage everything you know and like and like people just want to go back to stage eight and it's like well that's not really going to cut it honestly but you could try and i'm not going to spend my time caring because i have enough to worry about with myself but you understand it's like that's just the truth and with like keeping it in the closet it's like you know back in the day it was like people were gay and like even probably for thousands of years people were probably gay forever not forever but like for most of human history there were there was like homosexuality and sodomy but like there's like in 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 uganda they're now criminalizing homosexuality and ted cruz is really mad because there's nothing ted cruz wants more than to spread sodomy to uganda and republicans and democrats want uganda to stop criminalizing identifying as a homosexual here's the thing though one it shouldn't really be our concern because our country's falling apart so like what are we going to fix all of africa now that's where we're going to start with the gay in uganda like it's ridiculous but anyway on top of that it's also like you don't like that they bring it to your kids how are they bringing it to your kids well they're saying i'm gay i'm gay i'm gay in front of your kids all the time it's like so if you don't allow people to identify that way then nobody knows about it and it's in the closet you know what i'm saying it's it's in a way it's in a place that like is not constantly being shoved down your throat all the time and if somebody does it then they just keep it to themselves you know if they like it, it's like and Republicans have such a problem with that, but it's one of these things where it's like, I don't know, like, like uh, there's a whole month in America to to celebrate sodomy. It's kind of weird. They're they're having parades. Like it's like, I don't know. I have bad habits, but I don't celebrate them for a whole month. You know what I'm saying? I have things like, it's not like, hey, let's do like alcohol month, or it's like let's do I drink too much coffee month it's like why are we doing a whole month over it so it's like it's being normalized and then you have like Ronna Romney McDaniel like tweeting like wow pride month yeah we're gay too in the Republican Party and it's like what like there is a benefit to keeping it to yourself like I'm not saying this is an exact analogy because these are two different things but it's like if I'm a crackhead it's one thing to be a crackhead. It's another thing to be like, I identify as a crackhead. That's my whole identity is a crackhead. Here's crackhead month. We're going to teach crackhead to your kids. Like, how do you stop that? By being like, yo, keep your crack habits to yourself. It's like, 
do you want like grown men that that have like orgies to tell everybody about it all the time like you know if you have orgies and no one knows about it then it's whatever but if you if you're like instagram thing says i'm the orgy guy and all i do is orgies it's like it's it's like a little much you know what i'm saying i'm not like it's a little much you know so like keeping it in to yourself is probably the right way to go with that in my opinion you know it's like keep it to yourself why does everyone have to know about it all the time and like why is it your personality why is it in your bio why is it your identity so there's other countries that are like don't identify as this you know like we don't allow it now it's not in the schools now it's not all in your face like there is a pro and a con to both sides. Some would say it's authoritarian or homophobic or whatever. Like it's same with drugs. Some people want to outlaw drugs. Some people think the war on drugs failed. Some people are libertarians and they want all drugs to be illegal. I'm just having a conversation. I'm not sitting here to tell you what to think because I really, to be honest, I don't care. It's not like your opinion about this is not going to make or break me or make me like or dislike you. It is what it is. I'm just having a conversation. With that being said, there's pros and cons to what they're doing in here and there. And it's like the Republicans not only can't fix America, but they want to go to other countries and bring them the slippery slope. How do you stop the slippery slope? They can't do it. They can't do it because they're trying to do replace like 10th wave homosexuality and 10th wave sodomy and 10th wave, you know, uh, like feminism with like eighth wave feminism. And if you say you want to go back to like first, second, third or fourth, they all say you're bad. Someone said I'm a far right fascist. No, not at all. I don't, I'm not a fascist and I'm not far right, but I mean, you could make up any fake label. I don't care. Like I used to four years ago. I'm just having it. Like I'm having a literal conversation about it. Like there's pros and cons to everything. Are we going to be honest about them? Or are we just going to sit and say, Oh, this is all great. And this is all bad. It's not true. It's just not true. Like, you know, you could lie to yourself and be like, there's nothing good about, you know, a, a Democrat state. And there's nothing good about a Republican state. Or you could say I prefer this one to that one for these reasons. But, you know, this state, like in, in California, you could drink raw milk. In California, they tell you when things are causing cancer, even though it's everything. And in California, they, uh, you know, they outlawed a bunch of really bad ingredients. You could call that left-wing authoritarianism. Gavin Newsom is outlawing shitty ingredients. I agree with that. I agree with that whether Gavin Newsom does it or uh, Donald Trump does it. I'm not a complete libertarian. I do believe that, like, you know, garbage ingredients that are un completely unnecessary and don't exist in other countries like why are you giving toxic shit to americans like i i'm fine with outlawing that you know but it's not like a right-wing thing i mean i don't give a shit what people say or fascist has nothing to do with that like gavin newsom's left wing as they come but i agree that he did that but i also think california is one of the worst um one of the worst managed states in the country and he's one of the worst governors like that's called being a real person. It's not like, oh, everything's this or everything's fascist or it's like, no, it just, you know, I'm just saying with like all these like people that are like, you want to do this and that. It's like, well, kind of, yeah, I want a moral country. Like if I had an opinion, like, do I think my opinion matters? No. Do I think it's going to change this second? No. Do I want it to? I, I'm, I'm at peace with the way things are because like I'm realistic. Like I don't have a magic wand and get my way. But I'm not going to sit and say that Uganda and America, like they all have to do what I say because we really have it figured out. Like we absolutely don't have it figured out. And there were reasons for certain things that we've done. And since they flipped them, now we're dealing with the consequences and no one's allowed to talk about the reasons for why it was doing. Like you could sit and say, 
sexism plagued the world forever. Sexism is the reason for everything. And the reason w women couldn't vote is because of sexism. And the reason that women couldn't work is because of sexism. I'm not saying that there weren't any cons to the old system, but it's like it wasn't sexism, you know, and I'm not saying it was necessarily 100% perfect, but it wasn't sexism. It wasn't like men hated women. That wasn't a thing. It's just men and women had different roles at that time and it worked. And for some people, it didn't work. And for some people, it was better. And for some people, it was worse. But in general, it's like it wasn't sexism. It wasn't like men just hated women. The roles were different. And then they switched the roles. And now we live in a world that makes probably even less sense than you get what I'm saying. It's like there's pros and cons to everything. But like you can't even say this anymore. Like you have to be like, oh, women couldn't vote or, or, or work because it was sexism. And now the world's great. What's the flip side to that? Taylor Swift concerts, you know, like miserable women on birth control pills that are aborting their kids and, you know, like listening to demonic, like sacrifice Moloch music and, you know, voting for Hillary Clinton and wearing a mask on their face and injecting themselves with three mRNA shots. Like, oh yeah, this is so much better. It's like, I'm not saying everything was perfect then, but when your worldview, whether you're left wing or right wing is like, oh, the reason that that happened in the 1900s was sex. It's not, it was not sexism. And the reason that they switched it wasn't to fight sexism. They put women in the workforce because they had no men to work because they sent them to war. It, it wasn't like a freeing experience. They were just like, here, just do this real quick. Some women probably loved it. Some women probably didn't want to work. It's like, if you're on a vacation and, and you got to work, I'm sure a lot of women did not even want to do that. Um, and some probably did. I'm just being real and I don't give a shit what people call me or what they say. It's just the truth. Like when we look at history completely falsely and just think like they teach you that we are so moral, like it's so moral. San Francisco is so moral. New York City is so moral. America is so moral. I mean, we we got rid of all the bad stuff. Now look at it and everyone. And it's like, what what's happening now? You know, I have I have uh, friends that they had to leave Seattle, right? 80 years old, lived in Seattle their whole life. They can't live there anymore because it's not safe. Is that nice? Is that great? The city that you love, the city that you were a part of, the city that your soul and your spirit and your friends and your family and everything you know, you can't even live there because it's such a piece of shithole city now. Like that's that this is moral. This is great. Seattle sucks. Portland sucks. New York City sucks. Minnesota or whatever the city that's called, the George Floyd one sucks. Uh, Minneapolis sucks. You know what I'm saying? Like all the major cities suck. It's like New Orleans is a red state, but it's like one of the most crime-filled cities. Yeah, it's like LA, San Diego's looks like a shithole now. I'm not saying they're all bad, but it's like, oh yeah, things are so much better now. We really got rid of all the bad guys and all the sexism. And now look at it. Look at look at these happy women shoving pharmaceutical pills down their throat so they could have unprotected sex and have a guy nut in them and not have a baby. That's true happiness. Is destroying your body with birth control pills and fucking up your entire internal system so a dude you don't know can nut in you and you cannot have a baby and then if god forbid you have one you just rip it out it's like oh yeah we really fought sexism now women are totally protected and happy it's like no they're unprotected they're not as happy and it's like they're out here just getting thrown into the wind and they're like the loser men in their life were like, this is true American freedom. It's like, and they like, don't know what they're doing. They're, they're looking for like male role models. They're like, somebody please help me. I need like a dad. I need like a father figure. I need like a man. I need a husband. I need like something, someone to help me. Cause like, Oh yeah. Freedom. Just, just send your 21 year old girl to San Francisco or LA so they could get the shit beaten out of them and, and get their purse robbed and then be on birth control. That's true. Libertarian freedom, right? Patriot dads and moms. It's like, no, they're they, like these women, like 
they're like, help me. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't even make fun of women anymore because I just, I feel bad for them. I feel like they, they're just being failed by all these loser men. A lot, most of them are de Democrat, but like 90% are Republicans would be like, no, it'd be the world got better when women could vote and do everything. It's like, look at it now. I'm not saying that like they shouldn't, but it's just like, there should be a conversation around why things happened. Like, if you want to be honest, it's like, it wasn't sexism. It's just like, does everyone need to be in politics? Do women need to be security guards? Do, do transgender people need to beat the shit out of like women in sport? Like, do these things really need to happen? Like, do I like one of the examples I've used in the past is like everybody doesn't have to do everything and rules can be okay. Um, it's like I have long hair, right? If I join the military and they said anomaly, we don't hate you and we don't think you look bad, or or we do think you look bad and you're a piece of shit or whatever, but it's just like you need to cut your hair to join the military. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they don't want me to be my true self. It's like, bro, everything's not for everybody. Oh, they won't let me be trans in the military and take my hormones. If you can't even figure out what gender you are, I don't hate you, but like maybe you shouldn't serve in the military or maybe you should. I don't know. But it's like, I don't need long hair. I could cut my hair right now if I want to. And it's like, if I want to join the military, I got to follow the rules. There's no rules anymore. It's like everyone wants to do everything all the time. Like, I probably wouldn't make a good nurse, you know what I'm saying? But, and it's like, I wouldn't, it's like, I could, I wouldn't make a good mother, but it's like, technically nowadays I could probably like freaking pay for a womb on top of my freaking stomach and like somehow randomly have a baby through like bio nanotechnology or something. Like there's ways that like men probably can have babies now, but it's like, do I, should I do that? Of course not. That'd be like pathologically insane and completely disgusting, but like, it's probably possible. So it's like, at this point, after doing politics for six years, if you told me anomaly, you could make half a million dollars a year playing sports and uh, you don't have to ever think about politics again, I would happily never talk about politics or think about politics again. I mean, I'd want to have my opinion about stuff, but like thinking about politics, like women are stressed out in politics and men are stressed out in politics. So like back in the day where it's like, yo, all for the household and the landowner, all vote, all do the research. All you have to do is make the house, pay attention to the kids, you know what I'm saying, cook and do things that you like to do and work out and do whatever and, and I'll handle this. It's like, it's not necessarily bad. It's like, oh, wow, yeah, women really need to be in politics. Like, you know, may, I'm not saying they can't, but like now it, it just is what it is. But the conversation, was it, was it like, did men hate women since Adam and Eve and they only started liking women 20 years ago? Where's your evidence for that? Oh, men hated women until women could vote. And now they just love women from the time women can vote till now. Do is, is it like, is this like a, a utopia? Are we living in the utopian American society? That's just a thousand times better. It's like, no one has evidence for anything they say. They just use buzzwords and somehow most conservatives use the buzzwords too. And then they feel safe. But I'm just being honest. It's like, there's no evidence that men hated women through all of time. They didn't send like, women were never in the military because men thought it was honorable to go fight and, and, and sacrifice their life for their country and their family and protect the babies and women. It's just that you don't send a woman to war for the same reason you don't send a baby to war or a five-year-old to war or a 12-year-old to war. It's like a morality thing. And it's a, you're not supposed to kill women or children either. That's a morale thing that, you know, certain people do not follow anymore. But anyway, it's like, it wasn't sexism. 
but now they'll be like oh it was like now what you have women frontline soldiers so they could get shot like a guy like that's not morality and i'm not saying women can't do it but it's just like i'm just saying everything that we heard of the past it's not all like sexism and then it just got normal it's like it's in many ways it's the opposite and there's a happy medium somewhere but we just haven't found it where it's like you know i think what they're doing to women now is insane like they're telling women and, it, and it's sad because they're telling guys this too like when i was in my 20s the message that we're getting from the media and the music uh, entertainment industry and for some reason nobody's telling us like not to think this stuff um is pathologically satanic it, they're telling like guys to just have reckless sex and do drugs and like you know want to be gangsters and then they're telling women to take birth control pills and like twerk and you know rap about farting or something like that one when she's like you're not a shit you just a flaw you're not even a flaw you just a shit it's like i'm not against women's butts because i'm a guy and i like women and i find them attractive obviously well attractive ones not unattractive ones but anyway I'm not against women like dancing. Like I think it's look, but like you're dan you're shaking your ass while you're saying fart. Oh, that's oh yeah, women are way better now. They could listen. Like the song literally says, You're not a shit. You think you're a shit, but you're only a fart. And she's just like, You're only a fart. You're a fart. You're a fart. And it's like It's disgusting. Yeah. Like I don't, the last thing I'm trying to think about is that when I'm looking at a woman shaking her ass, like, so don't say it or, or don't do it or, or do it. And I just don't like it. It's like, oh yeah, the, the women are really being led in the right direction now. And it's not to blame them or hate. I'm just like, I don't know. I like when I, this is why I don't listen to most like podcasts, like most Republicans, they're just playing it so safe. I understand why, who wants to get yelled at by like everyone, but at the same time, it's like, oh, you know, the, the the left is the real racist. Why is the left the real racist? Uh, because Bill Clinton did three strikes. How many strikes should should you have? Like seven? That's what they're doing in San Francisco. It's not working. Nine? That's what they're doing in L.A. Three seems pretty reasonable, but I guess it's not. And then it's like, remember what Hillary Clinton said? It's like. Remember what Donald Trump said that people were getting raped at the border? Not everyone was getting raped, but some people are. And Trump talked about it and he didn't mean everybody. And it's like, what would, what was Hillary saying about who like are there younger kids committing crazy violent crimes? Not every kid is that, but there are kids doing that. If you're 16 and you steal a pack of gum, I think you should get multiple chances. Like if you're just stealing stuff, like, you know, like but if you're doing armed robbery with a gun and like shooting people, it's like, that's not normal. You know what I'm saying? At any age, that's like really bad. And like, you know, it deserves like a stricter conversation, but you can't have that because Republicans are saying that's racism. And uh, what we're going to do is it's like, I get it, but I'm just like, I feel like I'm five years ahead of like the net, the, the conversation of like, look, and then so many Republicans do this too. And, and it's, it's just like the left that's super condescending. Like there's smart people of every race, Christian, Muslim. That's not a race. That's a religion, but you get it. I'm just, you name them all, name every race, every religion, every, every gender that exists. Think about how you could be double gendered at the same time and all this stuff. There's talented people of all types that you should absolutely like and support. With that being said, um, even on the Republican side, they want to like tokenize people. Like if you're an extremely intelligent 
black man, they might like you if you talk about the black conservative talking points. But if you ever get like too smart, then they don't like you. Like they just want like a black person to be like, like Trump and say the border needs to close. Say that. You know what I'm saying? But like, if you go too far, like, yeah, we'll find another one. It's like, it's the same thing the left does. Trump said, I, I was talking about this before, but like, he said that he wants his vice president to be a woman or a black person. They keep saying that. It's like, tell me that they're not earning their job without telling me that. Like, I don't think a woman or a black person can't earn the job. But if you decide before you decide, then it's like, you're not picking the person based on merit. You're, you're, you're lowering the pool to only specific races, which is exactly what we complain about with the left. And that's the Republican Party. Like they're they're literally controlled opposition in every way because no one wants to notice it because it's like more convenient not to. But it needs to be called out. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. Someone said you're high as F. I'm not high. If I was high, I'd be too afraid to say this stuff. I'm completely sober. So if I was high, I'd probably like want to say something else, to be honest. I wouldn't be saying this shit. This is like, you need to be sober to say this because if you mess up one second, they'll try to ruin your life forever. So it's like, you realize when I'm live, it's like I'm one mess up away from my life being ruined every time I go live. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it, it, it's that real out here, folks. Like you, you, I'm talking unscripted for an hour and 52 minutes. All it takes is one mistake. It means saying something I don't even mean by mistake and, and it's over. So I'm trying to think carefully about what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I don't know. The The point I was making is pretty obvious. So I said, I agree. It's awesome. It's just like every traditional thing we've gone against to, to sum it up. Cause I'm like, let me get a, a statement. That makes sense here. Every traditional thing that we've rejected from the past, they'll just say it was like racist and sexist and horrific. And like, we just totally learned, which I'm not saying everything's bad. Now, a lot of things are better and I'm grateful and I'm glad for every person of every race that gets to live a good life. That's a good person that they couldn't have done a hundred years ago or whatever. Like I'm grateful for that because I truly think there's great people of all kinds. With that being said, every traditional thing we learn about in history, it's like, we beat the bad guys. We fix that. We beat the sexism and the racism and the xenophobia and look at your country now. And, and everyone's like, this is not, you know, this is not like utopia. Like, you know, if you ask most people, is it better than it was 15 years ago? Most people of all types would say no, every race. Every... So what happened? It's that a lot of, not everything, like there definitely has been some progress and improvement. Like, let me give you an obvious one. Showers, soap, not the soap they're giving everybody, but like cleanliness. Being clean is saving a lot of lives. I would say that water systems and having access to clean water has saved more lives than every medical product in of mankind. I'm not saying none of them work. It's just like, that was progress. Like there's a lot of great, things going on, you know, but not everything that we switched is like amazing. Like they'll tell you, like, it's so great. It's like, is it though? Where's the, it, it doesn't, doesn't even seem that great. Like it's not working. Like something's really off. And the reason it's off is because no one's honest. And this is not a problem. Like, I wish I could like blame one group of people. I'm not saying I really wish I could, but like, it's, it's like a human problem. Like if, if everyone was honest, the lies wouldn't work. So it's not like one group's problem or one race or one religion or, or like one political party. It's not just the Democrats or Republicans. People don't want to be honest. A lot of Republicans 
they might be more honest about certain things than Democrats, but like everyone's a hypocrite. Everyone has double standards. All the racial activists will do things for their own group, but then say you can't do it. It's like the reason nothing works in this country is because no one's honest. The feminists aren't honest. The, the race activists aren't honest. So I'm just trying to be honest. It's like, you don't have to agree with what I'm saying, but if we can be a little more honest about it, maybe we can find a solution that works for different racial groups. But if everyone's constantly just being annoying and lying and being fake and weak, then nothing works, you know? And it's like, these groups do this and people don't like it, but they play along to it and they cuck to it. It's like, it's this like never ending cycle where like, it's everybody's fault. You know, it's easier to just blame somebody else or blame the Democrats or something. Cause it's like, part of it is true. It's like the Democrats absolutely deserve a lot of responsibility for the border, but it's deeper than that, you know? And, and it's like, although they do suck at that, it, it's just like, a no so I don't even get that mad anymore. Cause I'm like, I understand people can't have certain conversations and they, they're not willing to do it. Republicans don't want to talk about this. Democrats don't want to talk about this. Black activists don't want to talk about this. Jewish groups don't even exist. And if you say they exist, they hate you, even though they obviously do exist and they, they can't talk about anything. It's like, okay. And then you have like, you know, Republicans that are like the opposition, but they're not really the opposition, but then they lie about stuff. And it's like, everyone's just being so disingenuous. It's like, all right, well, this is going to take a while or, you know, it's like groups having double standards and hypocrisy for their race is annoying, but then other people will be like, I don't see race at all. And it's like, well, you're going to lose then because it's like, you know, if like if certain groups are lobbying for their best interests and you're not while they're doing things against your best interests, while you're saying you don't even know, like you're going to lose that equation. I'm not saying you have to care about race that much, but you at least have to be honest about what's going on. Cause it's like, if this group's taking billions of dollars and this group's taking billions of dollars and this group's only hiring their own and you can't even work here. And this like over time you're screwed, you know? Like, so even though that's not your ideology, you have to understand how it's going on. And that's, I think a huge problem with Republicanism nowadays is most Republicans were raised to not care about race. Like it's not in America. It was about being American. It was about being maybe Christian or not Christian. I don't know. Like most people that are conservative, they don't care about race. Like the left is lying. But the thing is, there are groups that care about race. There are billions and trillions of dollars that do. So you don't have to, I'm not asking you to care about it, but you at least have to care enough to study what's happening. Because if you don't know what's really happening, then you're never going to fix it. And that's the problem in the Republican world is the left calls them racist. They say we're not racist. They say we don't even care about race. And they're, they're being pretty genuine. Like, if you're black and you like Trump, they'll like you more than a white guy who doesn't like Trump. It doesn't matter what your race is. It's like, do you like Trump? Do you Are you a Republican? Then they like you even more. You know, it's like people are not inherently racist in America. But the issue is America's being run by NGOs, groups, governments where they are being quote unquote racist. I don't, like I'm not going to I don't even like that word because it's so overused, but it's like they're discriminating based on race. They're hiring based on race. They're firing based on race. They're doing racial quotas. They're giving billions of dollars to certain races. They're, they're already giving reparations and people haven't even realized it yet because it's not the group that you think it is. But anyway, and then they'll say it's hate speech to say that you notice that is even happening. So it's like all these things are happening. And when you get to the root cause of a lot of things, it's racial tribalism. It's religious tribalism. And you have certain tribes working for their best interests while saying you can't work for your best interest, while you're saying that you don't even notice yourself and that it doesn't even matter. So it's like, that's just like a losing battle. It's not, I'm not asking people to care about their race so much more than that. Just be honest about what's really happening in America. 
study why it's happening, be really honest about exactly why it's happening. And then we can come to the conclusion to try to make it a little better for everybody. But if they're all working on behalf of certain tribes and you're saying, I don't even care about my tribe, like you're losing that battle. In 40 years, your tribe's not going to exist. In 40 years, your tribe's going to have way less power. And when you have way less power, the tribes that care about their tribe are going to wield their power against you just like they are now. Like these are all real things. It doesn't mean you have to hate people or care, but you know, it's like, it, it's worth like considering. Like if I can't get hired, like maybe I can't get hired anywhere because I suck. I'm not saying I really can't, but like if these mega corporations are like only trying to hire 90% gay and black people and you're like, I don't care. It's like, well, you're, you know, like you're statistically like not even going to get a job here. And it's literally based on your race and it's a literal tribalism from this tribe doing it to you. So at least study that and understand that. So then you can fix it and, and try to like heal from it versus just like going into, you know, it's like going into a game with like no strategy or game plan. And like the other team is like really strategically thinking about every element of it. It's like almost impossible to win. So what do you want to see? What do I want to see? I mean, I would love to see more national parks. I'd love to go to different countries and stuff. I know that's not what you like wanted me to say, but that's like the first thing I thought of. Like, what do I want to see? Um, yeah, different countries, like beautiful places in the world, beautiful mountains, stuff like that. That's what I like seeing. Thank you, La Radian. I appreciate the I appreciate the compliment. Someone said, haven't white people always been a minority globally? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not that well researched as far as like um, where white people land demographically over history. Have they always been a minority? Possibly, probably. I'm not sure. I don't really know. That's it's definitely possible. Can America be saved? I think so. I think it can. I'm not pessimistic. I just think like, it can be saved, but it's like, it's like, you know, things are like things, things will shift though. Here's another thing too, that I've learned, which is like hard, especially when you're like stubborn, you can only do so much. I can only do so much. We all can only do so much. Sometimes things happen quickly. Like nobody knew Donald Trump was going to run for president. Maybe some people did, but once John Donald Trump ran, the whole reality shifted around Donald Trump. So it's like you can't always like you can't always force it. And sometimes you have to be patient where it's like you can do what you can do, but you don't want to freak out about it. And then when COVID happened, COVID changed the whole reality. And it's like you never could have saw that coming. Probably maybe you could have. But once it happened, now everything's so different and the dynamics different and the left and right's different. And they're wearing masks and there's new tribalism that has nothing to do with race or religion. It's like maskies versus non-maskies. So it's like do what you can and be the best version of yourself you can be but i think what and i'll say we because it's not just like a you sort of thing I, I need to do it as well is like realize that things will change like there'll be there'll be events that change everything really quickly i would say like ukraine and the israel palestine things have shifted things dramatically like ukraine has not only sucked a bunch of money out of america and killed a bunch of europeans but Ukraine has woken up a lot of people to foreign aid. Foreign aid's been a thing for a long time, even through Afghanistan. But through Afghanistan, it was like um, people were like, 
well, it's for America. And that whole illusion has fallen apart that it's like for us. Like people don't believe that anymore. Stephen A. Smith, Republican, like Republicans used to be the ones not doing this. And then it flipped. But now even Cardi B realizes that, you know, foreign aid is bad. So when things get really bad, more people figure it out. With the Israel-Palestine thing, I mean, it's obviously crazy, but like people have cared about Israel-Palestine for 80, 90 years. Like Palestinians cared, obviously like Israelis cared. Other people cared and, and some people, but like not as many people as do now. I would say the Israel side is like way more awoken and cares a lot more because of the dynamic of what happened, obviously. But the Palestinian side, I feel like has grown in support times 15 and I think it's just because of the response of Israel was to kill tens of thousands of children and civilians, which no matter how you want to frame it is a crazy thing to do in modern society. And it's not going to make you popular. Like you could say you have to get Hamas. So you have to kill 10,000 kids. But like it's it, like it's crazy. Like people don't do that anymore. Like if American soldiers did that, they would probably be punished by it by America. But if Israel does it, you can't talk about it. And it's just the left. But it's not just the left because it's billions of conservatives in the world that are Islamic are pro-Palestine. So it's not just a left or right issue, but the left in America is more pro-Palestine. The right in America is more pro-Israel. It's not like that in the rest of the world. It's like with uh, Sweden, they were open during the lockdown. They were supposed to be socialist, but they're more free than America. And Trump says, Sweden, you should lock down. So now the right-wing leader of the world, Donald Trump, is telling socialist left-wing Sweden to lock down. Everything's not left and right. I know people want to make it left and right, but it's not. And, and like just listening to right wingers say right wing things makes you think everything's like that. But Sweden was more ethical than America during lockdowns, you know, and it's sad for America because it blew our cover. So what I'm just trying to say is like different things wake people up at different times. And, and like there's going to be huge events that trans like you know like i could have never been like oh they're gonna do a ukraine war and then like everyone's gonna be against foreign aid i've always been suspect of foreign aid but the amount of people that don't like foreign aid now it has grown and it's grown in the right it's not popular in the right and it's not even popular in the left anymore so you know like it definitely is among like the normie cnn watchers but if you got stephen a smith complaining about foreign aid and cardi b complaining about foreign aid it's now almost mainstream to think that foreign aid is insane because everyone realizes the country is shittier than it was 15 years ago or 20 years ago, and they're sending $100 billion to Ukraine. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that that's insane, and we're in debt. This is the most important point out of anything. They'll say, oh, but we have to give our money to Israel, you anti-Semite. Oh, we have to give our money to Ukraine, you Putin sympathizers. We're 30-something trillion dollars, $40 trillion in debt. If we can go in debt, to make more debt to give to another country, why can't they just go in debt to make their own money? We're $40 trillion in debt. Why doesn't Ukraine go in debt a trillion dollars? Why doesn't Israel take, like, why is America doing, we don't have, we're literally negative. And not only are we negative, people are not, like the economy sucks, the price of everything's high, like the quality of things are going down in this country. Like it's objectively shittier and people care less about each other than it was 15, 20 years ago. How do we have the money to do? So, you know, what I'm trying to say is everyone wakes up at their own time and you you don't want to like, and I, I'm saying this to myself, I'm not trying to be condescending because I'm talking literally to myself as well. I don't want to force or get mad when people can't figure out what I can figure out anymore because like people will figure stuff out eventually, just not when you want them to. And unfortunately, sometimes things need to get so bad that like people 
realize certain things. So, you know, and I'm not wishing for that to happen, but I don't think America, to answer the question, I don't think America is past the point of being saved. I think it can be saved. I just think with people's current understanding of things right now, it's not looking good. And it's not looking good, not just because of the left, which is a huge problem when you have 100 million people who can't think straight. It's also the right. But here's the thing. If you're honest, you can start to diffuse the left. Like I don't I don't like look at the analytics because I have no idea what people are following me. But I would assume, especially based on the backlash that I'm not really getting, I don't really get backlash from the left anymore because like when I t say what the right really is, left-wingers know that it's that. And when I make fun of the left, right-wingers know that it's really that. But people lack the self-awareness to see their own side. So it's like if you were more honest about your side and you stopped just yelling at the left all the time, it would actually increase the chances of the left waking up. As long as you just have like Charlie Kirk screaming at the top of his lungs against some 19-year-old depressed drug addict, woman uh, at berkeley like you're neither side wants to wake up because they're just yelling at each other and being annoying like the second you stop acting like a psychopath and a weirdo you you can like be like oh these people aren't soulless demons but the left is like the right is soulless demons and the right's like the left is soulless demons and they're both technically right both sides are legitimately insane at the top levels and nobody realizes that so it's like you know we can't the right is controlled opposition and they're never going to win. And I know people don't want to hear that, but it's the truth. And if you stop buying into these propagandists and phonies, then you start making a little more sense to some people on the left and you can wean them out of their brainwashing. Cause like they'll look at like QAnon people and be like, Oh, that's all the right. And it is a way too large portion of the right. And it's like, I wanted to say this too, I'm backtracking, but with the whole Julian Assange stuff, um, you know, Julian Assange's WikiLeaks is why people even, I'm not saying it's the first person to ever talk about pedophilia or whatever or suggest or put codes, but like WikiLeaks is the foundation of why QAnon thought that this was all happening because WikiLeaks had emails and there were certain things being said and people thought it was pedophilia or whatever. But it's like then QAnon built its whole thing off the back of that. And then QAnon tricked a bunch of idiots into being like, oh, Julian Assange and WikiLeaks are fake. It's like your whole little fake code like op movement exists because of the little codes that you saw in WikiLeaks. And then the, the, the message board that you don't even know who it is gets you to turn against the publication that published the emails that launched your entire movement. It's like these people are so like they don't even realize that they're just getting like scrambled. It's like, oh, well, Q told us that. Q didn't tell you that Q just like referenced WikiLeaks and you know, the guy who was there is sitting in prison in a foreign country now, you know? So like, at least have a little respect for him. If you care about all that stuff, don't just like shit on him with the anonymous message board poster. But like, I'm at the point now and I've talked about it for a while now. I like, obviously the left is like super cringe. Like, I feel like, like throwing cans at, paintings is the most annoying thing to me and like the left is like so annoying in almost every fa facet of the word but when i look at who's popular on the right they're just as annoying to me like i i maybe people don't want to hear this but it's not like i look at right wingers and i'm like they're less annoying like you name the top 10 like republicans that everyone likes i'm like these people are just like these people are so annoying you know like if I was left wing and I looked at them, I would like I would never want to be right wing. Like these people are like scaring everybody away. Like they're just so douchey and so fake and so hypocritical and they have double standards. So it's like that, you know, I'm at the point now where like Republicans are 
Like, imagine having an opposition leader who says he's going to drain the swamp, who hires the entire swamp, takes money from Pfizer, and then sells vaccines, and his base is too brainwashed to even admit that he's doing it. Like, that's just as cringe as, like, a left-winger wearing a mask. Like, it's uh, Sean Hannity. He's a likable guy, but, yeah, he's like a military-industrial complex plant. He does whatever they want him to do. He's always done that, you know? His job is to make you like him and then sell the next foreign war. Ukraine, Russia, you know, what, like Afghanistan. It, like, it's like, what war? Sean, Sean Hannity is like your best friend that just wants to start a war. Tucker Carlson's the realest one out of all of them. That's why he got fired. They, they blamed him for, they blamed him for like, uh, they were like, oh, it's because of the, you know, Dominion. It's like, dude, Tucker was like the only one at the whole place saying that he didn't even believe it. You know what I'm saying? And then you fire him. Dude, it's so crazy. Uh, Someone said, when you feel emotionally charged, question what the party or group is trying to get you to believe and why. I'm so, like, I would say I saw the signs in 2019, but I still wanted to believe a little bit. But I, I did see the signs of the Republican Party being, like, faker than I thought in 2019. Uh, not the whole, I always knew they were fake, but you get what I'm saying, like, the whole, like, Trump new thing. Um, 2020, like, it just became so obvious, like, you know, Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me during the COVID pandemic for three years, then you're an idiot. Like that's the old saying. Socrates said that. I'm just kidding. But um, it's like three now. I've been like deprogrammed for like four years now. So when people are like super programmed, they're like, "You're Bush. You're Bush told you to say it." No, he didn't. You know, like it's like I, I'm not even in the same reality as these people. So I watch these like Republicans. They're like, "Oh my gosh, the border, the wall, the blah, blah. They're like, "Yeah, the border's wide open. It's insane." I agree, it's terrible. But like Tim Scott, Tim Scott is a guy that I would want to sit down with at an IHOP and I could see, like, I'm just going to paint the picture for you. Okay. I see in my head. It's me and Tim Scott. We shake hands. I say, Tim, you're a nice guy. He smiles. I smile, you know, not, not in a gay way. I'm just saying like, you know, let's just say it's IHOP, but I know where you guys are going with that. So I want to stop you there. But anyway, you know, I order a cranberry juice. Uh, he orders an orange juice. I get an omelet. I get a ham and cheese omelet. You know, he probably gets something weird. No, I'm just kidding. He gets like a weird, like cinnamon pancakes. And I say, Tim, you're a nice guy. You're the type of guy that I wouldn't mind eating an omelet and, and having a chat with. But he's Nikki Haley. He's Mike Pence. He's Mitch McConnell. Like Tim Scott is as establishment as it gets. I, I can't even think of anything he's ever done ever that even remotely has impressed me in any facet of any politics to catch my attention in any sort of meaningful way. What has made him famous over the last three, four months? He just sucks up to Trump. That's all you have to do is just suck up to Trump and everyone likes you. And I'm not saying his race matters, but I don't think if he was just some old white guy that anyone would care. Republicans love like picking someone and being like, oh, look at him. And I'm not saying that because there's intelligent black people in the Republican Party and there's intelligent white people in the Republican Party and there's intelligent black analysts. And it's just like he's just not one of them. You know, he's not smart. He's not ethical. He has nothing interesting to ever say. He's just like a, a conservative guy who is like Mitch McConnell. But he but but he like knows how to talk to the media about race, you know. He's like a he's like a poor man's Larry Elder. Like Larry Elder is very good at talking about race and how the Democrats hate them. Tim Scott is like like if there was an NBA draft, it was like an NBA draft to pick like a conservative black leader that could speak to the left about like the black situation in America. 
you pick Larry Elder first, you don't even pick Tim Scott in the first round. Like he's not, he's like a less impressive Larry Elder, but that I'm just saying that's all he, that's the only thing I've ever seen him do good is like talk to the left about race in America, his policy, his foreign policy, his domestic policy. He's Mitch McConnell. He's Nikki Haley. It's nothing there, you know, but all you have to do to MAGA is just sniff Trump's butt and MAGA will be like, you're the vice president. You're my hero. <laughs> like that's all you have to do. You know, it's so crazy. So he's a nice guy. Like I I'm hungry. I do want an omelet. That's why I keep talking about it. I want like a ham and cheese omelet, but it's like, he's a nice guy, but like he's the, like he deserves no uh, position in my opinion, like in, in Trump's administration. Um, I couldn't possibly trust him less. I mean, you think he's going to like go against the Ukraine war? Like the, the, the dude is like as generic as it comes. Um, someone said Larry Elder has zero, no zero solutions. I don't know what you mean. I'm, I just think Larry Elder, like when it comes to like Thomas Sowell, Larry Elder, these are, these are people that are good at like, I mean, Larry Elder crushed left-wing media when he was running for governor. He, intelligently articulately just destroyed their narrative like he's very good it's like jordan peterson he's really good at talking about feminism jordan peterson is really good at talking about um like oppor equ equity opportunity of outcome or whatever everything else it's like peterson he, he's not good at a lot of things you know but you don't have to be good at everything it's just like jordan peterson's like a 10 out of 10 in that and some things he just like completely misses but it's fine Larry Elder, it's the same thing. I'm not, I don't know what his policies are, but he is very good at unwinding the racial black Democrat narrative. He's very good at that. Someone said Louis Farrakhan. A lot of people on the right hate Louis Farrakhan and call him racist and anti-Semitic and say he hates white people and stuff. But uh, dude, Louis Farrakhan is extremely intelligent. I'm just saying like, you don't have to like him, but Louis Farrakhan is three times smarter than Tim Scott. Tim Scott is like a kindergartner compared to Louis Farrakhan. You know, Larry Elder's smart, but I don't even think Larry Elder's as smart as Louis Farrakhan. Louis Farrakhan, if you watch one interview with Louis Farrakhan, uh, watch the interview with Mike Wallace. It's a CNN interview. It's still on YouTube. You can find it 18 minutes long or 20 minutes long. It's one of my favorite interviews of all time. Uh, I've talked about it years ago, but uh, you know, Louis Farrakhan sits down with Mike Wallace and they talk about Gaddafi, who's now dead. They talk about Saddam Hussein, who's now dead. They talk about Louis Farrakhan registering as a foreign agent. They ask Louis Farrakhan if he hates white people and Jews and if he's racist. And, you know, and like they talk about him playing the violin. It's a real interview. Like dude, the news used to not be that bad. I'm not a CNN shill by any means, but the younger Wallace sucks. But the old one, Mike Wallace I'm not saying he's like the most ethical person that's ever lived, but dude, that guy did really good work. Like Mike Wallace, the the father, uh, his swine flu report is one of, if you could find it, it's on my Twitter. It's a swine flu report. It's one of the best reports, news reports I've ever seen. It's so good. It's, it's crazy that they even ever did that. Like if you watch the Mike Wallace swine flu vaccine report, one of the best pieces of news journalism I've ever seen it. And it's exactly like what we've dealt with. Like it's, it's, this parallel is unreal. The Farrakhan interview. Fantastic. Worth a watch. You don't have to like Farrakhan. You don't have to like CNN, but for historical purposes, watching that interview is extraordinary. Like I love, I love old stuff that they don't want you to see. And I just love like, you know, being honest, like I, I don't like the news, but to say that Mike Wallace didn't do a stand up interview with Louis Farrakhan, he did. 
he questioned him. He grilled him. He didn't agree with him. He was offended or whatever, but like it was a fair interview in my view. Uh, same with the swine flu vaccine interview. One of the best, one of the best reports on vaccine injuries in, in U.S. history. Mike Wallace, um, Louis Farrakhan's rant about the vaccine in 2020 is also epic. Like it was in his little Nation of Islam gathering, but he went off about like Bill Gates and stuff. Worth a watch. Fantastic as well, in my opinion. Someone said that report is fantastic. The swine flu one vaccine. Yeah, it's it's like per, it's like per, like people think and this is the like I seem I understand how I come off. I'm very self-aware. I come off petty sometimes. I am petty. I come off condescending sometimes. I, I can do that by mistake or on purpose. I could come off rude. I could come off like a hater. But it's just things in this world are not what they could be. Like I I'm not like, oh, I'm an armchair quarterback. Like, oh, I'm. I'm just not impressed. Like when I watched that swine flu report, you're like, could that have even possibly been better? You know, like I'm looking at that like 10, it's like eating like an amazing meal. You're like, dude, there's nothing wrong with that report. It's flawless. Some Tucker Carlson things, like I'll listen to a 10 minute, not all of them, but some of them, Tucker Carlson monologue. That's incredible. And then like you, everyone else just sucks. And it's like, oh, you're just a hater. No, they suck. Like they're like one out of tens and you're trying to act like they're eights. Like they're not, you know? I've done reporting. Look at some of my COVID reporting, the 15 minutes I'm putting together. I'll stand by this. I think I did some of the best reporting during COVID. And, you know, it was like, it's historic and it's great and it ages well. And like the, 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 the way I put the stuff together, no one else did what I did. No one even came close. Other people did some stuff, but not as consistent as many as I did. Someone said the Shah of Iran interview. I didn't see the full one, but I've seen clips, but that's another interesting one as well. Um, I, I've only seen like a minute or two minutes, but I would love to see that one. Any historic clip that you could find of a world leader that you heard of, go try to watch it. That's the best way to like learn history is to like listen to the actual people and then make your own decision. Cause it's like, you know, you could find interviews of like all these world leaders and and then you and then like books and stuff, and then it's like, all right, well. Okay. I like, I like any, cause say I read a book of someone, here's my opinion about Stalin. Here's my opinion about Donald Trump. Here's my opinion about Joe Biden. Excuse my language. Who the fuck cares about your opinion? Like wh who was Donald Trump? Who was Joe Biden? What did he say? What did he do? I want to know like what he did. You know, and that's like you watch like a 30 minute interview of the past of Louis Farrakhan or the Shah or anyone, you know what I'm saying? Of swine flu, like it's all there. So it's like it's not everything, but there is a leader. And then there's opposition in the media that's asking them questions and trying to make them look bad. And then it's like it's just real. Whether you hate the leader or love the leader or think they're terrible, or think they're amazing, it's still my favorite thing to watch because it's really them. Like that's really them right there having a conversation. It's not CNN talking about it. It's not Maria Bartiromo screaming like a squawking parrot about it. It's not the, you know, Dennis Prager, Larry Elder talking about it. It's not this group talking. It's it's them literally talking. And you're like, oh, well, you know, it's like they'll teach that Trump was the worst person since Putin or whatever. Like, or, or like, that's what they're going to teach people. So like, if you don't watch Trump interviews and like read Trump policy in 40 years, 
you're going to learn that Trump killed millions of people and that he like d destroyed the border. Like they're already trying to say that he was putting like concentration camps at the border. Like that's pathologically insane. Concentration camps did happen in history and in American history. But like Donald Trump did not do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like objectively, like I don't even like Donald Trump anymore. He didn't do concentration camps at the border and he didn't like kill any, like he wasn't doing that. Like, I'm sure he did drone strike people in other countries and stuff, but like, I'm just saying like, they'll teach to, to kids in 30 years that Donald Trump was like rounding up Mexicans at the border. And it's like, that never actually happened. So with that being said, it's nice to like go back and watch real television interviews of real leaders. And then you like hear what they're saying. And then if you really want to know, you could like look at their actual policy, like Trump's all Trump's executive orders are documented on the website, you know, like you could read them like word for word, what he actually did, not just what he said. It's a lot of work, but it's like, I just like real things. I don't like, uh, I don't like, like just dumb people's opinions of like things that happen like in my lifetime. That's why I don't listen to that many podcasts that are political. Um, one, I like to take a break in my spare time. Also, I don't want like if I'm listening to someone like myself talk about other stuff, I want it to be someone that's honest, interesting, thought provoking, funny. They got to provide some value. If they're just saying what I already know in a dumber, faker way, that's less funny and more annoying and they're not good people. Why would I want to subject myself to that? Like, like listening, I want to listen to what is Tim pool going to teach me? Like, you know, I'm sure he knows some stuff I don't know in some realm, but like he just goes over the same headlines I go over, condescending, not funny, fake, yells at his guests, annoying. Like, you know, I'd rather watch like a 30 minute CNN interview from like 1985. Like that's more interesting to me. Someone said General Flynn has it all. He's about to post the news on the Q threads with the secret military. <laughs> oh, General Flynn, he just posted Q q q that's triple q that's three q's or if you turn it into a word it's quick quilt is he gonna quilt a quicker quick picker upper is the code in toilet paper should we go buy cereal should we go buy paper towels we need a thousand paper towels to get the quilted quicker picker upper q anon message from General Flynn. He's about to drop it now. It's only been four years and we got locked down and not the government. And then a bunch of us got rounded up at the Capitol and, and, and all the elites got away scot-free. But now, today, General Flynn is going to drop the cue on his Twitter, guys. It's it's coming. I mean, it, I mean, of course, the last 50,000 times I told you this was a false alarm, but today, you better believe that the, today is the day. I mean, today is the day that they all get rounded up, okay? I mean, of course, we told you this in 2017 and 2018 and 2019. We told you this every day, actually, for 900 days straight. And then a lockdown happened, which you thought was good because you were waiting for it. And then literally Trump just sold vaccines for Bill Gates and ran around the country like a psychopath communist on steroids and then told you to come to the Capitol in which you thought the elites were getting rounded up, but you were actually getting rounded up. But today in 2024, it's Tuesday, February 27, 2024, the Q code is going to drop on X and you best believe if, if Twitter used to be Twitter and now it's X, what does X remind you of? Not X files, not X-Men, although storm from X-Men would be relevant because storm is coming. The storm is coming. X-Men X. That's a good combination, but X reminds me of a letter. Oh, what's another letter? Oh, A, B, C, D, B, 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 Q. 
XQ. So the message is coming on Q, X Men, Storm, Q, X. It's coming today on, on Michael Phelps's Twitter. Oh, did I say Michael Phelps? Was that a mistake? Or did I say Michael Flynn? It could have been a mistake or it could have been a secret code. Maybe if the code doesn't go on Michael Flynn's Twitter, we're going to say it's actually Michael Phelps. He's going to swim, get another gold medal at the age of 65. You know, it's going to blow everybody's mind because he's going to put a microchip in his head. Neuralink's going to get him that uh, gold medal, if you know what I mean. And, uh, and and Michael Phelps will release the code with Michael Flynn underwater with uh, David Copperfield doing a magic trick. I mean, you don't believe this? I mean, what are you working with the elites? Did did John Legend send you to do this? Did, did Tom Hanks tell you to not believe what I'm saying? Are you working with Tom Hanks now? Because if you don't believe me, there's only two options. Either you believe every single stupid thing that I ever say, or you're with all the bad guys, because there's no possible way that you could know 80% of what I'm talking about, but just not believe all the fake shit I say. That's not a possibility in my head, because I've been studying the codes for a long, 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 long time, okay? So let's not go there. Appreciate you guys. God bless you. God bless your family. God bless America. God bless the world. I'll be back soon. Let me know what you guys think. And I apologize to YouTube for getting like kicked off for a while. Just to recap, um, I know that when I post longer clips of things that they do this sometimes, but they don't do it all the times. It's just tough because like it's it's hard to chop clips into like 20 second clips. Like I I'll try to use less clips of other people because I'm not doing it for copyright reasons. It's just like he talked about Bud Light for five minutes. So I figured like I don't want to I don't want to just take the worst parts of that because it's just, it's not like journalistically fair. But uh, I got to figure it out. I guess I got to chop them shorter or just take the L sometimes. So whatever. Appreciate you guys. God bless you. Real quick before we leave. Um, DreamRare.com shop. I'm trying to have a blowout sale. We're already sold out of white hats, green hats. Oh, white hats. Trust the plan. I'm just kidding. But, uh, white hats, green hats, so a lot of sweatshirts. Like uh, almost all the blue hats are sold out. I would say more than half of my store is sold out and almost half the items are sold out. So I'm trying to just do a blowout sale before my next season. So you get 10% off with the code FEB only. F-E-B-O-N-L-Y. All one word, all caps. F-E-B-O-N-L-Y. All caps. FEB only. 10% off everything. And there's also multiple bonuses coming out, guys. I just want to let you know, if you buy two beanies of any color, you get a free black beanie. You buy a sweatshirt of any kind, you get a beanie. You buy over $100 worth of stuff, you get a beanie and 10% off, and you get a free beanie. And there's two ways to win a rare signed hat. And I don't sign thousands of hats, and I don't give them out to everybody all the time. I've signed very few hats. Why do I do that? To be a douchebag? No, I just want to make it more valuable because if someone signs a million things in their lifetime, it's like, oh, well, I have a signed hat. It's like, oh, yeah, well, he signed 50,000 of those. I don't sign very many stuff. Will it be worth something? You decide. Am I important? Probably not. Will it be important later? I think so, but you might not. It's okay. But signed hats, we're giving away two free signed hats with purchases. There's two ways to get it. If you want to be the person that purchases the most, the biggest purchase of this month in the last 15 days is going to get a signed hat for free. The second one's going to go to any purchases. You want to go and be a cheapskate? That's fine. I'm not mad at you. You don't you don't owe me anything. You could you can go be a cheapskate somewhere else, but you want to buy the cheapest thing on my shop? That's fine. I appreciate it. You are still in the winning. So, one of the signed hats gets to the biggest purchase. The other signed hat 
I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to put all the numbers to the orders and I'm going to pick one random. doesn't matter if you spend $7 or $700. So those are the two ones. But if you spent $700, that would be insane. And you'd almost definitely win. But uh, the, the one half. But anyway, I wouldn't recommend doing that. I, I'd appreciate it. It would be good. But like that seems a little, I'd feel bad. I'd be like, that's too much stuff. I mean, unless you're like reselling or something, that's a whole other topic. But anyway, dreamrare.com, code F-E-B-O-N-L-Y. 10% off everything, free beanie with two beanies, free beanie with a sweatshirt, free beanie with over $100, two sign hats going out the way I just said. It's a lot to remember. Thank you, Ed, for calling me an asshat. I appreciate that because nothing ends this stream well like just being called an asshat by Ed. So thank you, my friend. God bless you guys, and I'll be back soon. Hey, what's going on, my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to. The first way is dreamrare.com. We have blue beanies, black beanies, pink hats, other colored hats, freedom versus tyranny shirts, stay blessed long sleeve, God is great long sleeve, and lots of more cool items coming soon. Dreamrare.com. Check out the shop to support. Everything's made in the United States. Handpicked by me. Patreon.com slash rare talk for $5 a month. You can help support me. Support the show. If you haven't noticed, unlike other channels, I don't work with very many sponsors, sometimes none at all. And part of the way I'm able to do that is with the dreamrare.com shop and patreon.com slash rare talk. So thank you guys for keeping this show free, unimpeded, uninterrupted. I'm forever grateful. My free email list is stayintouchwithme.com.